Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, December 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A powerful volcanic eruption has rocked New Zealand's White Island, a small uninhabited volcanic islet sticking up out of the sea in the Bay of Plenty, 50 kilometers off of shore of the country's northern North Island. Although details are currently a little sparse, the New Zealand police force a suspect uh, they f- that few, I'm sorry, they, they suspect that fewer than 50 people were present on the island when the eruption took place by visitors uh, by surprise. Several people have been injured, some reportedly with serious burns, and some have been evacuated to the mainland. At least seven people are critically injured. A number of people on the island are currently unaccounted for, and they're saying now at least five people are dead. Yeah, they had satellite footage. You see a person of the uh, of the people walking around the, uh, the, the crater area that detonated yeah. just oh. minutes later. Yeah. Yep. Um, the volcanic eruption generated an a-, a ash plume that rose 37 meters or so above the vent. Ash blanket the crater floor and ashfall seem to be more or less confined to the island. Now, tourists can get boats or helicopters to the island, a near constantly uh, restless volcano to peer at its hyperactivity. So it's not surprising that tourists were in the volcano's firing line. But they're saying now, uh, earlier this morning, they were only saying one person dead and there were people unaccounted for. Now it's up to five uh, and still people unaccounted for. An, a man who was the instigator behind a false feel-good story that raised more than $400,000 as part of a GoFundMe scam pleaded guilty Friday in New Jersey. Court, according to prosecutors, 29-year-old Mark D'Amico pleaded guilty to one count of second-degree misapplication of entrusted property in Burlington County. He agreed to a five-year term in a New Jersey state prison, but will be officially sentenced in April. The charge stemmed from a viral 2017 story in which D'Amico's accomplice, 29-year-old Caitlin McClure, supposedly ran out of gas and was stranded on 95 in Philadelphia. A homeless man, Johnny Bobbitt Jr., supposedly saw her and gave her his last $20 for gas. McClure and D'Amico, her then-boyfriend, posted a about the good deed on social media and started to go fund me to raise money for him. But the story was not true and unraveled after more than $400,000 had been contributed by more than 14,000 people through GoFundMe. You need Aaron Sorgan to write a screenplay based on this <laughs> thing because it's so complex. And you know at the point at which they started to get crazy amounts of money, they were so far in. It was like, what do we do? do They never expected to get that kind of cash. Not to go against SD, but I I think it's actually pretty simple. And they really, they could have gotten away with it. They got greedy. They weren't so stupid. But that's it. It's the greed. It's the greed. The fact that they they literally could have, you're exactly (laughs) right, they could have done it. They shorted him, Bobbitt, out of money. He got pissed off and started talking. Well, yep. and, and he filed suit against them. Like, uh-huh. I mean, come a on. Scam it of stealing was, it's like those stories people. you have when people report, someone stole my crack. Yeah. It was quite literally money in the bank. And I mean that literally. They had the money. It was in the bank. All they had to do was sit on it a year, maybe two years, and they could have easily just... Made it look like it was legitimate. Did you ever see the Coen Brothers movie, A Simple Plan? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it's, what I was thinking. Just of. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could have done it. Uh-huh. So the then couple spent the money on a BMW, a New Year's Eve trip to Las Vegas, gambling in casinos, Louis Vuitton handbags, and other items. Bobbitt, who had been given seventy five thousand dollars of that more of that money, according to prosecutors, took civil action against D'Amico and McClure, and the scam became public. D'Amico should have been arrested just for his haircut. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but they just needed to, to you know go about their business. Yes, and pay their rent. 
and the important things and their bills and stuff like that, and then hold off on the BMW and the Louis Vuitton. You might as well, a little while. A little you might as well be De Niro standing in the doorway <laughs> going, "What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you?" Uh-huh. I remember she said, she was like, it's a used BMW. (laughs) Okay. Bobbitt pleaded guilty at the local level to one count of conspiracy to commit theft by deception and was put in a drug treatment program. If he fails to complete the program, he would be sentenced to five years in prison, according to prosecutors. McClure pleaded guilty in April to second-degree theft by deception in a plea agreement. She agreed to a four-year prison term but has not been sentenced. Uh, Like D'Amico and McClure, and uh, and, I'm sorry, like D'Amico, both McClure and Bobbitt um, agreed to make restitution as part of their plea agreement. So he's looking at, he has to pay back all of the money. Uh, so do the other two, um, but he's looking at five years in a state prison. Okay, five, but if he does a drug treatment program? No, that's Bobbitt. Oh, that's Bobbitt. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. the homeless guy. Yeah, okay. he, he's in the drug treatment program now and he has to complete it. If he doesn't, he'll do jail time as well. Okay. Former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Michael Vick is expected to be honored by the NFL as one of the four Legends captains at the 2020 Pro Bowl. Arguably one of the most talented former NFL players known for his speed and elusive style of play, he arrived to Philadelphia on a second chance after serving a federal prison sentence for dogfighting. A Change.org petition is now circulating calling the NFL to revoke the honor. Over 380,000 people have signed the petition. Other petitions have also surfaced online since the news spread. The petition cites the cruel and inhumane killing of dogs that led to Vic's conviction. Vic did a lot of work with animal organizations after he served his time to redeem himself. The Pro Bowl is set for January 26th. The NFL has not commented on the petition. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the Toronto Raptors 110-104 last night in South Philly to stay undefeated at home. Tobias Harris scored 26 points, and rookie Matisse Tybel had a career-high 20 points, including a pair of free throws with 23 seconds left to lead the Sixers to their 12th straight home win. Ben Simmons had 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists a day after scoring a career-high 34 points while hitting his second career three-pointer. The Sixers are at home again tonight, uh, tomorrow night, when they host the Denver Nuggets. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is scheduled for 8 o'clock. The New York Giants come to town tonight to face a 5-7 and seven Eagles team that is still in the hunt for first place in the NFC East. Despite losing three games in a row and being two games under 500, the Eagles are just a half a game behind the 6-7 and seven Dallas Cowboys in the division. The Giants, meanwhile, have lost eight games in a row and are in last place with a record of 2-10. and 10. Kickoff is scheduled for 8-15 tonight. And the Flyers, who beat the Ottawa Senators over the weekend and remain one of the hottest teams in the NHL, are off until Wednesday night when they'll travel to Colorado to play the Avalanche. With the win on Saturday, the Flyers improved to 17-8-5 and and are 12-3-4 with 28 points since the beginning of November. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very very much, uh, Kathy. So we have have the Camp Out for Hunger in the rearview mirror now. We will be revealing the details of the uh, donation amounts. Tomorrow morning after they're compiled and everything's put together and the numbers are crunched and they're given to us and we will uh, make sure we make that announcement tomorrow because there's a lot of stuff to be counted and weighed and everything like that. But now we can set our sights on uh, board. I hit the wrong button. Here we go. Yeah. On the holidays. Okay. That's what we can set I ourselves up. I forgot about on. this broadcast. I mean, we, we did walk through one holiday, Thanksgiving, one of our favorites, and now we head into the end of year holidays, which are coming up. So, 
We will celebrate those via our word of the week, Kathy's Holiday Gift Giveaway. Wow. One of the things that we are giving away, and it will be for the word of the week prize. Kathy loves shopping so much. She did her your holiday shopping for you, and... Uh, these prizes are worth over $1,000. It's altogether. pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a nice it, it, big package. Like comparable to the last time you did this? All this yeah, you know cool what? stuff? Yep, exactly. There's something for, uh, you know, if you have a, a guy on your list, there's something in there for him. Women, obviously, there's stuff there for kids. I, I love mean, it. just Yeah, everything. A bunch of stuff. It's great. Is that what this list is uh, that we're going to be giving away? I have, I have a list of stuff. Or no, that's this... things I can pick up. No, no. This that is... Is it's like black leather yes. cross body bag with interchangeable straps from Ooh. Flirt Boutique and Bluebell. And I have the same one. The Jade Where'd Yoga Mat and Towel. The Kathy Romano <laughs> collection of whim jewelry. I have that too. Sparkling wine advent calendar from GiveThemBeer.com. Uh, do you have the Manscaped lawnmower for shaving your pubes? <laughs> that I don't, but would it work for women? It's, of course it would. Why you not? just have to right? move your penis to the side. <laughs> So that's part Push of the, over. Yeah. the package that we are going to give away, and we'll do it on Friday. So you'll need the letter of the day for the word of the week. You know that, how that thing uh, works. And then awesome. the other thing I want to mention that is uh, holiday-related is the Preston Steve Christmas Miracle. This is going to be Thursday, December 19th at Parks Casino inside the new Excite Center. It's about it is, time we take the show out on the road, Preston. It is the Miller Lite yeah. <laughs> Ugly Sweater Edition. So remember, wear your ugly sweaters, and you could win some prizes. And man, are there some people who have some awesome sweaters at this event. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live with huge prizes all morning live. We have We have trips and items and cash and experiences, all that type of thing. That you can win while you're there. Now, you have to win your way into this event. So listen to grab a pair of seats. Only the seat winner will be eligible to win prizes that morning. However, you can bring a friend to support. And there are audience uh, prizes that yes. we give away through oh, the course yeah. of the morning. But Lots of stuff. Only you can be uh, uh, eligible for the game. You have to be at least 21 years of, a t- uh, of age to attend. We're going to be... At a casino, so that's just the rule, and uh, we love that Excite uh, uh, Center that they have. Uh, it was perfect. Our first time doing it there last year. We will do it again. There are a list of Miller Lite Ugly Sweater pre-parties with specials and seats to the event that you can win at each, and you can go to WMMR.com and click on events and get the details for that, but we'll do some giveaways uh, this morning. A chance for you to get on board uh, for that, and like we said, that is on the nineteenth, which I believe is a Thursday. Uh, so that's coming up too. Yes, Yay. which is very very cool. So nice to be back in our comfy home here, the it studio. Is. Oh my gosh, I love that tent and I love doing it live. Yeah. But it is it is so nice to be back here at our home. Hey, this is home. It's been home for so many years, mm-hmm. and uh, we came back. I don't think present to a lot out of. Uh, At a place? A place, yeah. So far, everything's working. My headphones, my headphones sound all everything right. Everything seems fine. Oh, my God, but it's your voice. My headphones. Oh, my God. You developed a dialogue. I've gone 10 levels Delco. My headphones. Were you bitten by the Delco bear? It may have been. Oh, my God. But anyhow. Did they catch that bear? Dude, no, right? we would have so. heard. Will we yeah, not? Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, we're still on bear watch. Bear watch. Bear watch. At this point in time. Um, so anyhow, I have a lot of uh, entertainment stories I want to run by you. We're going to take a quick break, come back in just a moment, stupid question and all that stuff on the way, and then we'll just get back into the regular swing of things here on the President Steve Show. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I had three testicles. Hey, we're going to do the stupid question this morning for a $50 star restaurant's gift card. And we'll do one that's food related. This is interesting. I had no idea. Almonds are actually a part of what family of fruits? Huh. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. And the word family is in quotations. I don't know why. Family. Uh, yeah, for that's how you have to pronounce it. What is in quotation? Oh, okay, almonds family. are actually a part of what family of fruits? <laughs> uh, let's see if you know two one five two six three WMMR. It's a specific fruit that is in the family of. <laughs> All right, so I'll go through birthdays. Today is Monday. It is December ninth. Uh, we will start with a drummer's birthday today. Uh, Mr. Trey Cool of Green Day celebrates his 47th Do birthday you today. Have the time. He's a good punk drummer, right? Yeah, he he plays fast, which yeah. is what you're supposed to do when you when you play punk. And he, uh, yeah. And uh, I also liked him in. Um, he was a uh, backup for, uh, or at least the whole band Green Day was with Ringo at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They did a great job. And uh, met Trey Cool once. He came by Y100 when we worked there, and he was. He was being a punk guy. He was a little over the top on purpose. Sure, yeah. Uh, but nice enough. And uh, he is 47 years old today. Also in the world of music, Mr. Brian Bell, who plays guitar for the band Weezer, oh. celebrates his 51st birthday today. And they will be in town over the summer. They're uh, coming in with that uh, that big uh, the big show with uh, Weezer, and now I'm having a brain fart. Who else is on board? It's Green Day as well, yeah? No, God. Yeah, it is Green yeah, it Day. Yeah, it is Green Day and Fall Out Boy. Thank you very much. Yeah. So That's going to be how you're going, aren't you? I'm definitely yeah. going to go to that. So interesting that uh, that Brian and Trey Cole sell a birthday on the same day, but that should be a pretty fun show, I would think. 51 years old today, Brian Bell. And also from the world of music, we have a few uh, musical birthdays to begin with. Donny Osmond. Whoa! Uh, okay. Donny Osmond is 62 years old. I just watched him on Love Boat. Did you? His wife, Marie McCormick, was putting career ahead of their marriage, but they oh. were able to work it out. Marsha from the Brady oh, yes. Bunch? Yeah. Was, uh... Was Marie on the show? On the uh, oh yeah, she was on, uh-huh. on she was the on Love the Boat as well. She was on Love Boat as well. She was dating an obscenely older man, uh, not by Love Boat standards though. But same episode, no different episode. Oh, so okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was curious about is if they because they were you know they were joined at the hip for yeah some yeah, long, yeah. Donnie and Marie. I saw Marie on some talk show. The she's other on day. the talk. She's a regular. Is she? Is she a cast <clears throat> yeah, member? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A panelist or a whatever panelist. they call them. She looks good. She does look good. She's had. You know what though? The thing about her, you have to look. Her her bangs are always hanging low. Yeah. Uh, because she had some pretty ugly uh, plastic surgery done oh, around really? her eyes. If you lift her hair up, you can see her brain. Uh, but she, you, you what would, like botched? Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, and wow. then after that, I, I, I remember always seeing her hair kind of down ah. near her eyes oh, all the time. Do you remember it when does, she? Uh, so it doesn't look quite as obvious. But she's a she's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. Remember when she passed out on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. 
Uh, Donnie is 62 today. Jacob Dylan, son of Bob Dylan, lead singer of the band Wallflowers. Always liked them. They were off to a really good start and then uh, petered out. Yeah. Uh, he's 50 years old today. Uh, Felicity Huffman, the actress, Desperate Housewives, wife of William H. Macy, and going through all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but she did fess up, and it looks like it's just, you know, this community service, and she's going to be doing fine. I think she'll her career will kick right back in. She's 57. It's also John Malkovich's birthday today. I was watching uh, SNL had the Christmas special that they come out with every year, and there is a great Christmas segment where he reads the night before Christmas. Okay, and he's re- and there are kids sitting around him, That's but he, right. he's relaying all these horrible facts. Yep, I remember. Uh, that. It's great, Marissa. Did I ever tell you guys I sat next to him when I was in Rome? No. We were having dinner. It was How did we life. miss this? I, I I don't know why the conversation never came up. No, I feel like you did uh, mention, maybe not on okay. air, but, all right, but keep going. Yeah, so he was, I think he was getting pitched to do a movie because the guy he was talking with had like an AMC um, jacket on. It was, it was marked. And they were just talking about, you know, potential films and they were just going on and on about celebrities. So and, you could, you could overhear them clearly? Oh, we were like six inches away. Huh. Wow. You were yeah. sitting on his lap then. <laughs> okay. we, we actually closed the restaurant, and I thought at one point I would like get, I would like try to start a conversation, and right. they were out of water. And in Rome, you have to like pay for water and bread and things like that. It's a European thing. And I kind of like gestured over. I was like, oh, I have some water. They're like, no thanks. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, that was the end of it. Yeah. But they talked about some like really interesting Excuse things. Excuse me, they... young lady. What did you think about the movie being pitched to me? I want your opinion. <laughs> yeah. They um, you know, were addressing like the Louis C. K. situation. Wow, so pretty, some really interesting recent. things about like um, Brian Cranston and okay. Carrie Russell and all these things. This. It was it was, wow. it was really fun. Yeah, I would have remembered this and conversation. Then, yeah, and then my friend um, had used the <clears> ladies' room and she sat down next to me and she goes, she just looks at me as, at the beginning of dinner and goes, "Why do I know this guy?" And I was like, "Shh, ah. shh, <laughs> shut up." <laughs> shut up. Oh, that's great. All right, well, uh, Malkovich is uh, Malkovich? sixty-six today. Michael Dorn played Lieutenant Worf on The Next Generation, Star Trek. He is uh, 67 today. Uh, I loved him on uh, Next Gen. Did he do much of anything else? A couple things, but, I mean, you can make a a good living off of, excuse me, just attending conventions, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I thought maybe as an actor he might want to branch out a little bit outside. I think he might be in the the Picard series, Preston. Okay. Uh, Then you have actor Bo Bridges, son of Lloyd Bridges, brother of actor Jeff Bridges, of course. Fan of Nash Bridges? Uh, fan of Nash Bridges. Crosses Bridges from yes, time to time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he is 78. Burns no bridges. Yeah, and speaking of almonds, just played a uh, An family. almond? No, no. Uh, there's a show called Goliath. <laughs> I'm nuts. <laughs> uh, he played, uh, he, there's a show called Goliath, and the third season he played a family member of a almond uh, really? Yeah, farm uh, owner, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. 78 today. Uh, Dame Judy Dench is 85, and she's been in a gazillion things. She's had a long, long, very, very successful career. She, her, her earliest stuff was comedy, and she had a sitcom on the BBC that was really beloved. No kidding. And then did a lot of dramatic stuff. Okay. Uh, she's going to be in that uh, revival of Cats, the uh, the movie. Nick just pulled up a picture of her. She looks like a cat. She looks yeah. like a cat. Wait, that didn't come out yet? It's coming out for Christmas. Okay. She plays Catbox Crapper. That's the name of her character. <laughs> and so it's, it's, the, the picture shows her up on her haunches taking a big dump. <laughs> hey, man, she's 85. She can do what she wants. Yeah, to. listen, Steve, you have nine cats, so I'm sure this happens more often than it does in my house. But when you walk in on a cat going to the... Uh, 
to the bathroom. Yeah. Get out! <laughs> they do look yeah. at you like, dude. Hey, <laughs> hey! You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to stare at Judy Dench, would you? Uh, she's eighty-five. Actor Simon Helberg from The Big Bang Theory. He plays uh, Howard. He is uh, thirty-nine today. Uh, and then you have a uh, gymnast, uh, Michaela Maroney. Yes. Uh, who was here in our studio. She's uh, 24 years old today. Uh, Nick had pulled up her Wikipedia photo, uh, where she was in the white house in 2012. And, you know, I follow her on Instagram and I wish she would quit tinkering with her lips. I really oh, wish she would. Oh, really? Yeah. She's legitimately beautiful. She's so pretty. Woman. And, uh, she will get puffy, over-puffied lips now and then. Uh, there's no need to do that. She's, she's a world-class athlete, for and, crying out loud. she's just, she's a pretty, naturally pretty girl. Pressure, why do people do that? I don't, don't I <laughs> still... Why do they take something natural and screw with it? Boggles the mind. She's I don't get it. 24 today. And then the last birthday, I saved the biggest for last. Kirk Douglas is Whoa! 103. Damn. Kirk Douglas, Whoa. 103 years yeah, old. 103 years old. God bless hell. Uh-huh. In yep. some of my absolute Favorite movies of all time, including Paths of Glory, Lonely or the Brave, Spartacus, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Yeah, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Yes, uh, he. And now it's funny because Michael Douglas, his son, on the show Kaminsky Method, plays just he plays an old man, and his dad is still <laughs> yeah yeah still kicking it at one oh three. Wow, that's amazing. What a life. What genetics. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to our stupid question. Almonds are actually part of what family of fruits? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'll go to our first caller in. That's Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Hey, Steve, so almonds are actually part of what family of fruits? The peach family. Yeah, peaches. Yep. <laughs> Hang on a second, bud. I got my bell back, Preston. <laughs> Steve, we have got a $50 Star Restaurants gift card for you. You can uh, light up a holiday with gift cards from Star Restaurants, uh, redeemable at 37 Star locations. It's a gift that everyone can enjoy. I have a lot to get to, so let's do this. Uh, at the box office, Frozen 2 was number one yet again. Then you have Knives Out, Ford versus Ferrari. Fourth was Queen and Slim. Uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. In fact, that top five is exactly the same it was the week before. Huh. Then you have Dark Waters, 21 Bridges, Playing with Fire. Midway was nine. And Joker still in the top ten. Unbelievable. So it happened again. Steve Harvey last night during the 2019 Miss Universe competition. <gasps> what did he do? He announced the wrong contestant. Oh, my God. As the national costume contest winner, so I guess they have different prizes that they hand out. Yeah, it was a subcategory. This is four years after he accidentally crowned the wrong winner of Miss Universe back in 2015. (laughs) So prior to announcing the winner of Miss Universe, Harvey revealed that the winner of the costume contest was the Philippines, and the audience cheered. Well, the woman looked confused and then grabbed Steve's microphone and corrected him, saying that she was actually representing Malaysia. Oh, my God. So he wasn't happy about the faux pas, and he blamed the teleprompter, saying that it stated Philippines as the winner. And he explained by saying, okay, well, let me explain something to you. I just read that in the teleprompter. Y'all got to quit doing this to me. I can read. They said now they're trying to fix it now. See, this is what they did to me back in 2015. Played me short like that. Of course they played them short like that. This is Malaysia. I really love this national... Text beyond the teleprompter. He could prove that he uh, he was misled, right? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know how you yeah. prove it, but I mean, he's saying that it was there right, unless yeah, somebody yeah. took a picture of it and showed it. But yeah, so I, I, there, there's been no follow up since it All just right. happened uh, last night. So yeah, uh, <laughs> so, to him. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit confused. This is an international costume contest. Yeah, well, they come it's out now because they replace some contests, and then they also come out now with uh, the costumes. So yeah. this is this is the Miss Universe competition. Okay, right. okay, so but it is Miss portion, Universe, but a portion of it. Uh, one of the prizes they give out is for best costume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do they do like bathing suit anymore? I don't think so. I don't. Well, watch no, it. I think I don't that's know. what was taken away. Right. right? Okay. Well, they. Took that away in one of these. I mean, nah. there's Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Un. I, I don't know. They're, they're all sort of blending together now. They replace this with costume and then cosplay. Okay, so it was Miss I think Uruguay who won. Uh, she was dressed as the Hulk. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, it's just another moment live that looked horrible for Steve Harvey. He, they must be paying him a good chunk of change. Let's keep move going back. to another Harvey. Harvey Weinstein violated the conditions of his release. Prosecutor said Friday they are asking a judge to increase his bond from $1 to $5 million. It surprised me because he seems like such an upstanding guy. The lawyers say he failed to wear part of the court-mandated electronic tracking device and allowed the battery to expire several times. All told, he's been untrackable at least 56 times. Uh, the lawyer said the bottom line judge is this man could fly out on a private jet, which he does, and go to another country, uh, asking for an increase to either $5 million to $10 million insurance company bond or $50 million security bond. Weinstein has also sold $60 million worth of property in the past two years and poses a serious flight risk. When you have one of these uh, devices attached, this is the kind of thing, I guess, where you have to... You have to have it on all the time. Can you take it off when you shower? I assume you can, correct? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think them off at all. And, and yeah, it would stand to reason that it would need to charge from time to time, depending on how long you have it. So I I would imagine it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, what type they put on you, what what the upkeep is on it, what your responsibility is. So I don't really know. Weinstein appeared at court. And walked with assistance. His his defense attorney, Donna Rotuno, uh, told TMZ the 67-year-old is having serious health issues, including including a severe back problem. Uh, She also told the court that he has never willfully violated bail terms and blames the lack of cell towers near his home in Bedford to many of the issues. Okay. Uh, Though she admitted that he uh, forgets to bring the device or forgot to bring the device on uh, one trip to New York City. Uh, he's scheduled to go on trial in January after pleading not guilty to five counts of predatory sexual assault and uh, criminal sex act and rape. Uh, we first met the now notorious Peloton woman in a controversial holiday ad at the end of a year-long fitness journey launched by her husband. He gifted the bike to her in what many interpreted as a sexist order to lose weight. But it seems Ryan Reynolds is as ready to have fun with the viral message many others are. He opted to save her from Life of Cycling with a Cocktail and Much Needed Ladies Night Out. In a video posted to Reynolds' Twitter uh, account, the woman can be seen staring blankly at the camera as she and two other women toast to new beginnings. And then the caption reads, Exercise Bike Not Included. So they pounced on this. Yeah, they did. Very smart. Right away. Got a lot of traction. So she's staring ahead almost like she has uh, post-traumatic stress. Yep. And her friends are trying to cheer her up, and she's downing this uh, aviation gin. That he markets. Yep. And uh, it's it's funny. Yeah. It good for them for jumping on so it. So I had asked uh, Preston and Marissa last week 
about this Peloton thing because all I saw was backlash, and I didn't know what the backlash was even about. I, I saw the ad before I heard the backlash, and it just seemed to me like she was wanting to get into sh- like like shape stuff or heart or whatever. I didn't I didn't read it, but some people got really upset about it okay. because okay. she's. Hey. <clears throat> she's, you know, whatever. Who the hell cares? We were busy last week, and I missed this one. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and and, that, and I chalk it up to that. I even went online this morning to try to find the original ad. There's There, there are too many other videos that are either uh, spoofing it, or there are mainly... <laughs> News stories about how this was the backlash and the backfire that I couldn't find just the original. Just the video. original one, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, uh, here's a, here's a here's a five minute thing that I missed, and uh, yeah. I, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to. Yeah, I live, yeah. Kathy. <laughs> I, I, w- I will survive that I that I missed this goofy viral thing that everybody has a flare up about, and then you know it's like herpes. It's it, oh my it'll come back around in in a different way, different shape or form. But you know what? We didn't miss what. Bear watch. Bear watch. Oh, bear watch. No, that we're we were there that. for. Well, it was in our backyard, so essentially we had to, we had to, we had to be right there for it. Oh, mama! <laughs> dough. Uh, uh, Do we have a dough? Yeah, we got a dough. Right. Dough! <laughs> Uh, so after the outcry, Peloton defended the ad telling CNN, we constantly hear from our members how their lives have been meaningfully and positively impact after impacted after purchasing or being gifted a Peloton bike or tread often in ways that surprise him. Our holiday spot was created, uh, to that fitness and wellness journey, apparently. So my wife weighs 111 pounds and she asked for a Peloton a yeah. couple years ago. I got her one. There no way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and she asked for a bear watch. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah. do they make those? They yet? do. Oh, yeah, a bear watch. Bear watch. All right. Uh, People reports that the Peloton actress is a California-based actress named Monica Ruiz. Uh, she has started a number of commercials and shows, including Donald Faison and Kristen Johnston's uh, The Exes and About a Boy. So she's just an actress out there doing her thing, trying to make a living. Snooky is retiring from Jersey Shore family vacation. The 32-year-old reality star explained on her podcast, it's happening with Snooky and Joey. She was at the Kennedy Center Honors last night. <laughs> that while she can't believe she's saying this, her choice to step away from an MTV show, which originally premiered in 2009, is uh, what is best for her at the moment. Uh, she said, I, uh, I love you so much, and don't hate me for my decision. Aww. I am retiring from Jersey Shore. We love you too, Snooky. I am not coming back to Jersey Shore if season four, uh, uh, for season four, if there is one. Uh, she said that uh, the time away from the family is just too much. Said the main reason is really, I just can't do it anymore. Literally, leaving my kids to film, it is really, really hard on me. Uh, she has uh, four ki- um, three kids with her husband, uh, Johnny Laval. Uh, she also said that partying isn't really her jam anymore. Uh, she said, I don't like partying three days in a row. It's just not my life anymore. I want to be home with the kids. I don't uh, mind here and there going to a dinner or whatever, but it's just really hard for me to leave the kids and film the show. Episode. Uh, I, I hear <laughs> last night, last week I was out every stinking night, every yeah. night, Yeah, waking up in a different bed. It's too much. <laughs> Plus, there is the drama. She said, I don't, li- I don't like the turnout of it, and uh, I don't like the person I'm being portrayed as. This is getting a little too much. At 32 years old, I'm with three kids. If I'm doing a reality show, I just want it to be fun and lighthearted. And lately, it's not like that, and the show is getting so dramatic. All right, so, Steve, I don't know if you watch any of this stuff, but um, 
Where do they put them up? Do, are they still staying in like a dumpy beach house, or, or uh, no, do they put think, them in like a nice palatial type type of place? You're right. I, I watched the original. And I haven't seen really many of the other iterations, but uh, I think it's a slightly more upscale place. Okay. Uh, since they're all professionals with very lucrative, I think JWoww just sold a three million dollar house in Jersey, so nice. they're, they're not. None of them are hurting for cash. Uh, Jenny Farley, Ronnie Ortiz, Magro, well, and he might be hurting. For cash. Mike Sorrentino are all systems go for them as of now. Uh, Richard Greco of Twenty One Jump Street fame tried to fly from Texas to Pennsylvania, but he ended up in jail instead because, according to cops, he had too much to drink. The police were flagged to Greco's gate at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport Thursday by an agent who denied him boarding. Greco was hunched over the counter, yelling at employees and slurring his speech. It's a depressing mugshot. Look at this, Kathy. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) He also reeked booze. Cops say they uh, sat Greco down for a chat. He admitted to drinking two cranberry vodkas before the flight. Just two? Uh, well, th- there were. He also had some uh, prescription drugs on him too. Okay. He's apparently uh, a very nervous flyer, and he had medication for that, right? Yeah, right? clonopin. Yeah, uh, and he takes it because he's a nervous flyer. The cops note the pills shouldn't be taken with alcohol. Uh, the airline booked Greco on another flight for Friday morning. Uh, he says uh, the whole thing is an unfortunate incident and not that big a deal. So you remember the whole uh, thing that uh, 21 Jump Street was predicated on was that there were cops who could integrate themselves into a regular school and find out what was going on in these schools. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see uh, – and Richard Greco was on that show and then became had his own show, uh, Booker, I think it was called, or something like that. Uh, should have him the way he looks now, <laughs> yeah. trying to pass himself off as a high school student. I'd like to see that. Uh, Ron Liebman, best known for Angels in America Millennium, uh, approach, Millennium Approaches, and uh, playing Jennifer Aniston's father on Friends. He's also been in movies like Norma Ray, uh, had passed away. He was 82 years old. I love this guy. I don't know if you remember a movie called The Hot Rock with Robert Redford Preston, where they, no. they try to... they. Uh, they're, they're jewelry robbers and uh, the guns for hire. He was the helicopter pilot, this crazy helicopter pilot. Incredibly funny. Great dramatic actor, but incredibly funny. He also did a movie called Zorro the Gay Blade. I remember that. With George Hamilton. Yeah. And he was such a hilarious, over-the-top performance. Uh, but the guy was super talented. Uh, the CEO of Abrams Artist Agency said in a statement, uh, we at Abrams Artist Agency is saddened to hear the news of Ron's passing. Ron was an incredibly talented actor with a distinguished career in film and TV. Uh, he had earned a Tony Award for Best Actor in a Play uh, at and the Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Actor in a Play for his performance as Roy Cohn in Angels in America in 1993. So I guess he did that original He did, show. yeah, he did. Yeah. I mostly knew him from Friends, uh, but it, it made me think that they're, the parents on Friends were all really famous, too, because Elliot Gould oh, yeah. played Monica and uh, Ross's uh, father. I forget who the mother was. And then uh, Catherine um, oh, it was, it was, was go ahead. Was Matthew Perry's mom. It was Morgan Dad. Fairchild. Yeah, and Morgan Fairchild was the mom, and then yeah. um, Catherine, uh, not Hepburn, Catherine... Um, Come on. You I'm this. your Turner. Mama. Turner. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Judy Dench yeah. played Rachel. There. Oh, she yeah. played Rachel. Wow. And Tina Turner played whose mom? Uh, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tina and Turner Hooch. <laughs> uh, so, did you guys see the the updated uh, ET commercial? That's yeah. I did. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I love it. it Steven is cool. Spielberg directed it. Did he? That's what I was I, wondering it, because that's what uh, I read. I'm like. Uh, 
Oh, you can't you can't tread on Steven Spielberg's territory. Yeah. Well, Henry Thomas, who played Elliot, uh, allegedly uh, tampered with his sobriety test during a DWI stop. According to a police report obtained by TMZ, he refused a breathalyzer uh, during a stop in Oregon. He was reportedly taken to a station and put in a holding cell. Uh, and when a urine sample was taken, the report claims he filled it with toilet water. <laughs> uh, the oldest trick in the book. E.T. taught him that. He denies the claim. If you ever arrested for drinking, take your urine specimen and mix it with toilet water. Uh, he denies the claim. Last month, the 48-year-old pleaded no contest to driving under the influence. Uh, he was given a $500 fine. I was also told to attend a victim impact panel and install a car breathalyzer. Here, I'll piss in a cup for you. Oh, my God. It's, we, it's, there are no minerals in this urine that are not even on Earth anywhere. It's purple. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like the purple stuff. <laughs> you know, you don't you drink instead of Sunny Delight. <laughs> Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus are returning to Netflix in 2020. Goldie Hawn Ah. took to Instagram to announce that she and her husband, Kurt Russell, will return as the Christmas Chronicles 2. Hawn captioned a picture of herself and Russell writing a year later, and I'm still ringing Santa's jingle bells. I watched. Did you watch that? Uh, I did not. I really enjoyed it. It, It's a load of fun. Kurt Russell is the coolest Santa Claus ever, A, yeah. and B, Preston. They have they have fun with um, the the mythology around uh, Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, and it's it's done really well. And she doesn't show up until the end. In fact, it's Last a cameo. Last five seconds, yeah. yeah. And then so, uh, obviously, that cat's out of the bag for the next one. Yep. She said, I, uh, I couldn't be happier to uh, be working on Christmas Chronicles again. With Kurt Russell, my real life Santa. So maybe I will go watch that, that first one. It's fun. It really is. All right. Good to know. Uh, Dame Maggie Smith is beloved for many of her starring roles, and she loved some of the most popular ones herself, including her roles in Harry Potter and Downton Abbey. But she tells ES Magazine that they were almost too easy. The 84-year-old said, I am deeply grateful for the work in Potter and indeed Downton. She's great in that stuff. She said, but it wasn't what you'd uh, call satisfying. I didn't really feel I was acting in those things. Do you know what she was really great in? She was great in Tokyo Drift, and no one ever gives her any credit for that. <laughs> she one of the drivers? Yes, she is. She's amazing. I had no idea. Uh, Downton has earned her one Golden Globe, three Emmys, and a BAFTA nomination. She does this thing, and they're racing up. I think it's Mount Fuji. <laughs> but holy crap, yeah. she's taking these hairpin turns and like a pro. Spinning around. Yeah, yeah you know, amazing. Drifting around. And her place. scarf is uh, flying out the window. It's amazing. Well, uh, Martin Scorsese's uh, Mafia Saga, starring Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, had 17.1 million unique viewers in the U.S. in the first Five days of its release on Netflix, Nielsen reports. This I was one of them. Is my name listed there? The Irishman. By comparison, so it had 17.1 million. Sandra Bullock's Bird Box uh, had garnered 26 million views yeah. in the first seven days. Uh, and this is interesting. About 3.9 million unique U.S. viewers tuned in uh, to watch it on its first day of service. However... Only 750,000 viewers, or 18%, watched the whole movie that first day. It's three and a half hours long. Yeah. It might sound like a low number, but it's actually, and I was surprised by this, on par with Netflix uh, Bird Box, also 18%, and even higher 
than his Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, at 11%. And so those saying, two were just two hours long. So you're saying it's quite common for Netflix watchers to view half a movie and then come back to it later on? Correct. Yeah. I didn't know that. So uh, apparently that is very common. Huh. Uh, which I have found myself doing from time to time, oh, yeah. but I generally settle in to watch a whole movie. How do you know if you've watched the middle part of it? Like, how does Netflix track... It, it picks up right it. where you left off. No, no, no. How does you know, Netflix track what you watched? It, like, yeah, how do they know that you didn't start it and then skip to the end and then watch the end? Do part? you know those calls you sometimes get during a movie? That's Netflix. So if oh, you pick right. up, they know that you're not watching the movie. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you watching that movie or what? Uh, Nick, I would imagine it just, it, it will track at what, I'm sure they've got all the stats of when you pause it and then how, how long the, the duration is before yeah. you they restarted it again. I mean, it's a computer, essentially, yeah. so... Nick, uh, they're watching us. Okay, they've got all <laughs> the stats. Yeah, absolutely. Right I highly recommend the movie. It It is a, uh, a really, really, really good movie, but um, it is long. And in fact, was it you, Marissa, that was saying that there's a... Uh, or Casey? No, Marissa was telling you, but I was... Yeah, about uh, when you can watch it as a uh, as a series and when the perfect moments are to stop it. Yeah, like it. a four-part series. Yeah. Yeah, I'll post it up on PrestonSteve.com. Somebody uh, pinpointed like four exact scenes of where you should stop it and pick it up, and you can watch it as a four-part miniseries. That's, that would definitely come in handy because three and a half hours is a big commitment. Uh, and then one last thing, Kevin Costner has set a new drama at ABC. Uh, ISB will tell the story of elite special agents of the investigative services branch whose job it is to solve the most complex and heinous crimes committed in national parks in the Pacific West region. ISB? He's, yeah, ISB. He is going to uh, produce and write this. It's a procedural uh, former The Flash showrunner Aaron Helberg and huh. Costner will co-write and executive produce. And Helbing will also be, um, uh, act as the showrunner. I don't I don't think he's planning on acting. He's producing. In the whole thing. He's also but... producing a series for NBC called DVDA. Oh, really? Yeah, which... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it's another division, Preston. I guess that is. Uh, they have, there's two openings in that particular division. <laughs> Jesus. Well, and there's two different divisions, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So four openings total. Yeah. No, no, no. Two no, openings, no, two openings, four positions. <laughs> wow. I'm with DVDA. Any openings there? Two. You guys are talking about the Delaware Valley Dance Academy, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, four right. positions. Four positions for two, two openings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I needed Look up that. DVDA. I needed that. Or don't. Yeah. Or, 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 or don't. No, or yeah. just watch Blue Waffle. Or you could you could just know what you could that go is. about the rest of your day without doing that. You got four people that want to fill the yes. two openings. <laughs> so you, you bet, I'll just say this. You better be on your game. I assume that there's probably two people and then two other one in the office, less one reluctant. The yeah, that's right. And hopefully you don't mind getting really, really close. Yeah, that's it. With other people that you work with. Okay. Here are the clips. Uh, Simone Missick plays a newly appointed judge inside the, <laughs> inside the chaotic, hopeful, and sometimes absurd courtroom on the series All Rise. In this clip, she describes why this role is monumental. Here we go. What the hell? Wow, she's a shredder. You hit the wrong button, bro. Son of a bitch getting back in the studio is difficult. 
Here we go. It's on a great show with a great team, and we're telling important stories that I find are bringing people together and opening up conversation to an audience that might not normally watch CBS to see somebody that looks like me. I don't give a f- All Rise airs tonight at 9 on CBS. Here's the next clip. The best makers from around the world and around the country, actually just the country, not the world, I added that part, take on a series of handmade projects. Put a lot of pressure on these producers. And the show making it. In this clip, host Amy Poehler explains the purpose of the show. Here it is. It's a competition show that's celebrating the process of making things. So it's all these um, makers who come on and have different strengths, and we challenge them to make things in real time. Velociraptor. Uh, making it airs tonight at 10 on NBC. Making what? I what mean, just, just almost like it's, think of a, a Etsy. Crafty? Yeah, think of like that sort of stuff. Okay. So that's what it is. Kathy and, and Preston and everyone here and all the people of the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's a show and my wife, I, I would put her in, I'd probably put you into it. It is a competition gift wrapping show. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? No, but I love it. Yeah, competition gift wrapping show. I heard, I heard tell, yeah, of said show, but I have not seen it yet. And I knew you're right; she would be all it, over that. Oh, it's yeah. on, it's, on it's got to be ridiculous, right? Oh, I like mean, over the as, top. But, yeah. but when you talk about, like Kathy talks about wanting the ultimate, you know, gift wrapping room, and my wife, <laughs> it, it is, it is a thing. It is a zen thing. Wait, it's got to be perfect. So I'm, I'm doing an event down the hall for her story, right. and I was looking for somebody to complimentary wrap gifts for people, and somebody <laughs> offered to me, and they were like, "Oh, well, since you know the girl you had in mind can't do it." I'll do it for you. And I thought in my head, there's no way that she wraps <laughs> gifts <laughs> like with like nice bows and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, I th- yeah, I think we're, I think we're gonna skip it now. <laughs> <laughs> what you know this person? And, yeah, I uh, know them. And we'll she pass. It. Listen, it was really nice, but like I wanted like a professional, like right. nice bows and clean yeah. lines and nice folds. And I was like, there is no way yeah. she does that. Mm-hmm. I hate wrapping gifts. <laughs> I hate uh, covering books, you know, uh, in the beginning of the school year. Like, you have to cover them all in, like, contact oh, paper. Yeah, yeah. But last year, uh, <laughs> I had my little brother for Pollyanna, and I can't remember what was in the box. But I got, like, a series of, like, 20 boxes, like a box that went in a box and a box. So I had to wrap all 20 of those. It was the only time that I ever really enjoyed actually wrapping presents. Because it was kind of for a prank? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Back to you, Preston. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> Happy to hear you enjoyed that. No, that was good. Hope yeah. you get another one. This year, you can do that. Uh, no, nah, it was enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? And then it, one time's good. All right. And then it turned dark. Well, and then it got dark. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're just getting back into our old mode, our regular mode, after being away on uh, on our little trip for a yeah. week at the uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. We will have the totals of the, uh, the full results of, of your efforts. Uh, tomorrow morning on the show, once they get uh, tallied, now all the numbers get crunched, and we'll, we'll uh, reveal that information. But, uh, yeah, we're back in our home, which is wonderful. We're going to take a break. Don't forget that we will have a chance for you to get on board with our next endeavor, which is the Christmas Miracle. And that will be coming up on the 19th. It will be at the Excite Center at Parks Casino. So we'll let you know when you need to call in. You can get details by going to WMMR.com and clicking on events to find out what that's all about. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us on this Monday morning. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We got a new Word of the Week prize, Kathy's Holiday Gift Giveaways, and uh, it's over $1,000 worth of prizes that Kathy has handpicked, and you can 
Uh, get the letter of the day at the end of the program today. Is our door making even more noise? Yeah. It almost yeah. sounded like gone. it was playing music. Yeah, it went... As the door... Generally, in a uh, in a studio, you want your doors to be quiet. Oh, why is that? Uh, because, well, we have live microphones. Oh, yeah, and we're doing yeah. a radio show, and our doors go like this. They go... And make this little noise. <laughs> like a sad wookie. When they open and close. And uh, they've been doing that for a long time. So, uh, Like your microphone stand just yeah, Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, you hear that? Listen. Hang on. Let me try it again. That's my microphone stand. That's just me pivoting the microphone a tiny bit, and it squeaks. I mean, essentially, you can hear this show on the moon, right? In the International Space right. Station. We can send this show all around the world. But we can't fix a squeaking door and a, <laughs> and a squeaky mic. And a squeaky mic stand. I know. I mean, maybe we need NASA to come in to been that way for a while. fix uh, the mic. We'll see. Hey, listen, some sad news that I saw over the weekend. The voice of not only Big Bird, but also Oscar the Grouch, same voice, a guy named Carol Spinney, passed away over the weekend. He had been with Sesame Street for 49 years. Years. Wow. So, oh, like, he, he had met Jim Henson when they were first, the idea for Sesame Street was coming together, correct? Well, even way before that, yeah. in 62. So, 69 is when um, it debuted. So, wow. he met, the, he met the, him uh, years and years before. And he was a puppeteer at that time, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, man, I was bummed out to, to see this. He was 85 years old. He had been living with a condition called dystonia. I have no idea if that was the reason for his uh, passing, uh, but it's a it's a movement disorder. It's a muscle thing akin to Parkinson's. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But but it's a uh, it's your 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 body moves in in strange uh, ways that you can't control. Uh, but Sesame Workshop announces death, calling him an artistic genius whose legacy at Sesame, Strip, uh, Sesame Workshop and uh, in the cultural firmament will be unending. Uh, they said his enormous talent and outsized heart were perfectly suited to play the larger-than-life yellow bird who brought joy to generations of children and countless fans of all ages around the world. And, and it's kind of wild because well, last night it was uh, the Sesame Street and I get maybe the television's the children's television workshop uh, received uh, awards at the Kennedy Center Honors, right? Uh, I believe they, I they were there on premises because they showed them with other recipients. And they also said, and his lovably cantankerous grouch gave us all permission to be cranky once in a while. Uh, I loved Oscar, man. Oscar, and he loved playing Oscar. And and I, as you uh, read about his way of approaching these characters, which were seminal to so many kids' lives. Uh, you know, I, I was, I already had a family and three kids at that time, but... Yeah. Uh, but the um, but no in in the in in the earlier days no one had really seen something quite like that with that attention to kids and how he approached Big Bird because Big Bird originally was going to be like ooh, ooh, ooh. and he uh, his approach was to say well maybe make him sound more like a child like an okay. inquisitive child right uh, you know that you have this big thing yeah who, but yet has the the innocence of a child and that's why kids instantly loved Big Bird you know what I loved loved about uh, uh, Oscar was that he would go down into his trash can <laughs> right, yeah. and it sounded like a whole labyrinth <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he had underneath the ground and they, they would you know they'd turn the reverb on and he'd be rooting around and finding stuff and he would come up with all these things that uh, how in the world did they fit that in that trash can you know I'm a kid <laughs> and I just loved that idea it was the magic of what you always wanted to take a peek into it to just see what yes. what all was in there because yeah. it seemed like there was a lot going on yep exactly 
Uh, so Spinney was with Sesame Street from the beginning in 1969, continued working as Big Bird and Oscar through 2018. So he went all the way up to last year. Amazing. He stopped performing inside the burr suit costume in 2015 when it did become too physically demanding. Who took over? Was it Michael Madsen? <laughs> no, I don't think Michael Madsen was ever a part of uh, Sesame Street. I'll tell you how to get to Sesame Street. <clears throat> um, he first met <laughs> Jim Henson in 1962 at a puppeteering festival. Uh, but the idea of working for him did not come about until they reconnected at another festival in 1969. Uh. As Big Bird and Oscar, he conducted several orchestras, including the Boston Pops across the United States, China, and Australia. His work with Sesame Street earned him five Daytime Emmy Awards beginning in 1974 with individual achievement in children's programming uh, for Sesame Street. So what was the mechanism inside Big Bird? How did the inside of the costume lay out? A very good question. And one that I'm not sure of the answer. He had a stick that went above his head, and it literally he could like um, uh, hold it and um, uh, operate it with his hand. So he, he, if he wanted to open his mouth or close his mouth, it was it was almost like a, a giant. Um, uh, it was just a mechanism, like almost like the fanatic has inside of his head. Right. His head. So, so, but Nick, so as he was doing that, then one arm would become limp, right? I guess so. because he, he, had, he, you could see his hands in both arms of the costume. Okay, there's a oh, diagram here showing. That's a good question. You know what? I never. I never noticed that one, one hand, hand yeah. didn't do much moving. Right. I never, ever put that together. I thought that both hands did. He was like Bob Dole. Uh, we're looking at a, uh, essentially, it's a cross-section of the uh, of the bird, of the, the costume. So the head, it says that his, uh, I'm sorry, this, that's my microphone stand, <laughs> my squeaky microphone stand. <laughs> Uh, holds his right arm straight up into a Big Bird's uh, two-kilogram head. Is uh, that's how much? Yeah, he's a metric system on Sesame Street. Uh, he uses his uh, little finger to operate the uh, uh, the eyelids and thumb to open and close his beak. Oh, so he because had he operation would... over the eyelids. Yeah, too. he would blink. That's so intricate. <laughs> The left wing, his left arm moves the left wing, and a string allows him to move the right wing as well. So I guess maybe only the the fingers would operate with his left hand, but he could move the arm, the right arm up and down. And he wore a tiny television set strapped to his chest so that he could see what the audience sees as well. And Big Bird, by the way, was eight foot two inches tall. Uh, so, and, and for that time, Steve, think about this. You're talking about the 60s. Yeah, yeah. The the type of contraption, the TV set he would have had to have worn. Had it, was to have been a, huge. It, it was a it was a 32 inch Sony Trinitron. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean it was which weighed huge. 150 pounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, they used over. to show those those setups, you know, because Jim Henson worked on a lot of those. Obviously, he, the genius behind all of this. Uh, and those rigs were amazing how they could do, uh, you know, cause they have to, as performers, they have to see what it looks like on the outside. So yeah. he couldn't actually see out of the costume, right? Um, well, I guess, no, he could see what the bird sees. So he had a little, he had a, a monitor there. It, the camera went out its ass. <laughs> well, okay. It had a backup camera. But he said he was, he was seeing what the, all right. Okay. He was seeing from the birds, from the, from birds. the birds point of view. Okay. All so right, that right. he could, so that he could have line of sight with, uh, okay. the kid he was talking to. Right. By the way, is this, I see Gene on line one. Is that Gene Beretta? It's you gotta think? be. Okay. Gene Beretta, whose brother is, worked for Children Television Network. And the Muppets. Yeah. And the Muppets. Yep. Bill yeah. Beretta, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Gene, is that you? Hey, guys. Yep. Hey, Gene. Hey. How you doing, man? Yeah, I, I worked on Sesame Street and did animation for it, so I knew Carol. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the, you, I, I have to correct you on a little bit of the technical Please thing. do, he, please do. 
he had a tiny monitor which was in the suit, which was about chest level, and his arm reached up and worked the mouth. It wasn't a stick um, with a control on it. But he didn't see what Big Bird's point of view was. He saw what the um, what the cameras were seeing of him. Oh, so he was he was getting a feed from the cameras covering the action. Yeah, and that's how he was able. So that has to be a very weird way to perform. Well, but that, and that's what I mean. So that he couldn't see anything. He didn't know where he was going or what he was doing. Well, that's why they never had him, like you know, cutting diamonds or performing surgery. <laughs> he did some chest surgery. But <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did a tracheotomy on a kid one time. It's a very powerful episode. But no, it, uh, it's amazing that he was able to bring that character to life the way he did. Then with all that sort of encumberment. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and the and like I think you were talking about the arms that was on hold, but the he worked the left arm and then it was like a pulley system where if his left arm went down, the string that was attached to the middle of his body pulled the right arm up. Oh. And if his right left arm went up, the right arm went down. Okay. How tall was he? And, um uh, Gene. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think he was Five eleven or six feet? I don't remember though. I think there was a, a little article here that said he was around six feet tall. Okay, right. uh, so the yeah. bird was uh, eight foot two <laughs> altogether. So, Gene, when uh, I'm forty four years old, and when I was a kid, uh, Big Bird's best friend, Mister Snuffleupagus, was imaginary. Do you remember yeah. at which point uh, he no longer was imaginary, and everybody could see him? I don't, but you know, it's pretty funny. People like people who have visited the set always remember that they used to keep Snuffleupagus hoisted up to the ceiling to restore it. So you could walk on you. You'd walk and look up, and there'd be this huge Snuffleupagus hanging above you. Wow! Cool. Yeah, there was a long time where only Big Bird could see him, and and when he would yeah. come around the corner, he would you know the, the, nobody else would be able to. And I, even as a kid, I found that infuriating. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I really don't remember the year he. Uh, he be, he came out. Yeah. Speaking of Snuffleupagus, uh, do you know who the voice of him was? It was oh. Um, Jerry Nelson? Oh, jeez. No, it wasn't Jerry. Um, I just looked it up. But he, he was the first voice, and then it was a guy named uh, Michael Earl Davis and then Martin P. Robinson. Oh, so a few different oh, people. Oh, Martin yeah. Robinson. Yeah. yeah. All Martin right, and, and was he inside the costume? Do we know? That's a, that's yeah, a two-person there were, costume. There were two people. Yeah. There were two people in that. And also, uh, Matt Vogel now does Big Bird, and he was there at the Kennedy Honors last night. Okay, so and what... Eric, Eric Jacobson does uh, Oscar now. Gene, what were they he receiving the Peggy and stuff? What was Sorry. it? Was it? Was it? Who was receiving the the award? Was it the, the whole collective? Was it uh, Henson? Yeah, it was Sesame Street. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, those must be incredibly fond memories. And one particular takeaway from from uh, the, the passing. Whom for me? Yeah, Carol yeah. Spinney. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just you know I I was with him a couple times. It was just, and he was an artist as well. So we had stuff to talk about, and it was just cool hanging in the dressing room with him and talking a little bit about art and uh, watching him come in and out of the costume was pretty cool because um, suddenly, you know, something that's so alive as Big Bird, yeah. um, you, you, you go behind, you break it all down and there's Carol um, sweating like he'd been through you know, three football games. <laughs> yeah. wow. No doubt. I yeah. imagine it had to have been hot in the suit. All right, thanks. And his wife, Deb, oh. you have to say, his wife, Deborah, who was, you know, his, who he met, if, oh, by the way, the documentary "I Am Big Bird" is something everyone should see, um, okay. which is amazing about his life. And he met his wife, Deborah, because she worked at Sesame Street um, or with Henson, um, and she was his side by side companion for uh, 
you know, so many years, especially, you know, he couldn't have done all these conferences and things that he did in the last few years without her. Um, so she's really uh, deserves a great amount of, uh, you know, praise. Yeah, oh, that's wild. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for the insight. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate sure. it, man. Yep. Bye. All right. We'll see you later. And uh, yeah, so actually, we have a couple of clips. Let me play. This is a uh, Big Bird. Oh, man, this is when he found out Mr. Hooper died. This was oh. cited as one of the most pivotal moments uh, in television and, and one of the absolute most pivotal in uh, children's television. When, yeah. when uh, a beloved character passed yeah, yeah. and they had to address it on the show. The actor passed away. Yeah. And so they decided to go at it and and, uh, and give it a, a try. And if you didn't know Mr. Hooper, there was a, a shop. It was like a it was essentially a convenience store of sorts. He had food. They had pretty yeah. much everything you could buy. And he was just this great, sweet character. So right. this is it. Where is he? I know. He's in the store. Big Bird... Uh, don't you remember we told you uh, Mr. Hooper died? Oh, yeah. I remember. Well, I'll give it to him when he comes back. Mr. Hooper's not coming back. Why not? Big Bird, when, when people die, they don't come back. Ever? No, never. Well, she's got to come back. Oh, man. He won't be the same. This is ripping my heart out over here. I better go get the shovel. He told me to bury some magazines when he passed. Oh, my God. God. He was a shovel buddy. What? I never understood. But I guess now I have to bury those two to three hundred magazines he showed me. You are ruining my childhood. What, what magazines are you talking about, Paper? <laughs> they have lots of pictures of women touching each other. <laughs> well, don't tell anyone about that. That'll be our secret, okay? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> See, at the time, they didn't have DVDs. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all magazines. Uh, just right magazines. At that point in time. So, yeah, I didn't know he had even <laughs> asked Big Bird to... <laughs> Oh, that got the shovel. That's terrible. No, I remember that. That just rocked the world when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then here's another one of him uh, teaching the alphabet. A little lighter. Here we go. Good morning, class. Good Good morning, morning, Mr. Bird. Okay, now, class, I, Mr. Bird, your teacher, have found the perfect thing to teach you. Something I know that's called the alphabet. Now, there are 26 letters in the alphabet, but I'll start by teaching you just the first letter, which is the letter A, because we don't want to go too fast. <laughs> right. And then uh, then we have a clip of him as uh, as Oscar, so uh, I loved Oscar. We know when what you're going to hear is the, the trash song, which yeah. we play every day. Yeah. Everyone on Sesame Street is always talking about love. Yuck. <laughs> But now it's time for me to tell you what Oscar the Grouch loves. The thing that Grouches love best of all. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love, I love, To when I was, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, pre-K and everything. I mean, Sesame Street was the most important thing. Period. There was nothing better <laughs> than that. 
There was absolutely nothing better on television. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, we were a Sesame family. I yeah. mean, I saw every single episode. And then, you know, uh, Sesame out in Bucks County is, if you have young kids and they're really into it, it is a cool place to go to. Yeah. And it was, and and Sesame really made a comeback when, when Elmo hit and had yeah. his own yep. part of the show, Elmo's World, when that came on board, because my kids were... Little bitty at that time, and they were they were all in. For, that revitalized the whole. Th- and yeah. not that it ever. Well, now it's it's on HBO. Yeah, and um, you know it it it, uh, it continues to do well. It's it's its own that and the, the Sesame Place keeps at, I, adding attractions. Right? I mean, they have to be doing very well. Yeah, considering had, what they charge. Yeah, they, uh, well, yeah. yeah, it's expensive to get in there. <laughs> uh-huh. They they added another roller coaster like a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago. They put a second roller coaster in there, and it's like I mean, for kids, it's yeah. it's pretty it's damn run, good, right? I yeah. only went there I think twice. I don't know why we did. Well, it's probably because of COVID. <laughs> 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 it's pricey to take kids. It's quite a lot of money. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was fun. We really dug it, especially they do the whole parade. Yes. Like, oh, do every they? Day, oh man, every oh, day, wow. like it's. Huge. I mean, and still, even if you have older kids, like if if I'll go, if I take Jace or I go with my nephew, sometimes um, it, they still want to sit and watch the parade. I'm yeah. like, okay, it's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. The characters wander, I assume, like, like a snuffleupagus you might encounter. On oh, the street oh or, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're all there. They dance down the, you know, mm. they have the actual Sesame Street, and they'll dance from one end to the other. That's yeah, awesome. There's is floats, it, and is it the only one in the country? Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. This huh. is like yeah. the only place. People forget about how big that is. I mean, as far as its presentation, because, you know, it's like going to Disney and you see Mickey and, and all the other characters in the flesh. And when we went the first time, I'm like, oh, my God, I, how have I never been here before? It's really, really magical. You know, it blows your mind as well is because it's it's in a uh, most of these places are in warmer climates because they, yeah. they can be year round. Is it year round? Uh, they close like in the dead of winter, but I mean they're open now. They have their whole holiday display, and and you can go and yeah. walk around. I mean you got to bundle up because it is still outside. But they'll close, I think, after the holidays, and then uh, they do like a New Year's Eve party, and then they'll reopen All in right. the spring, early spring. We, uh, I only went one time as a kid, so I, I have like a very very vague recollection of I can only really remember the ball pit uh Kath I remember it being green balls is yeah, it uh, I remember the ball pit uh is it an Oscar the Grouch or I don't think they have it anymore green balls. Okay. <laughs> the traumatic memory. <laughs> well, I was left in the ball pit. I remember. Were you? Yeah. You can't do that to a I, kid. All right. So as a kid, we we'll leave the... him in the ball pit. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> they thought I had left the ball pit, but uh, in reality, I just like being underneath the balls the whole time. Green balls. <laughs> uh, oh, every when we time were in the go... ball pit at the uh, happy place. Yeah. Uh, moving through a ball pit, you forget how difficult it is. <laughs> I'm. Po- you know what? I never posted that picture. I'm. Po- Posting a picture today of you guys when Casey pushed me in that ball pit, uh-huh. and then I was trying to get out. There is, I don't know who took it, but it's the most amazing picture. I think Preston's actually pointing and laughing, and everyone else is just staring at me like, <laughs> as I'm trying. It's like no help whatsoever. A ball pit is tough to get out. A foam pit is even worse. Even yeah. worse. Yes. Yes. I have not like had the experience. Zone? Yeah. yeah. I, do they have them in they Sky have Zone? In Sky yeah. Zone. Yeah. And once you fall in, uh, they, they've uh, trapped children for years. I, I believe it. I tore the ligament. Skill. In my foot. That's right. Midair going into the... Try getting out of that foam pit with a torn uh, ligament in your foot. Wow. Hey, hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Cody, who actually played Big Bird at Sesame Place at one point in time. Hey, Cody, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, man. So when were uh, were you playing Big Bird? Well, I used to hang out with Big Bird all the time. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I hung out with him from... 
for like four or five years. And uh, the cost or Big Bird at Sesame Street is different than Big Bird at Sesame Place. Okay. Sesame Place, he's always wearing a tie. Now, uh, you guys were mentioning they have different seasons, like they have the, the uh, Halloween and the Christmas season. The tie is decorated, and you see through um, the person who hangs out with Big Bird. Yeah, he's through the tie. Okay, okay I, I got, got you. you. So and, it's, sim- um, it's similar to other uh, tall costumes, right? Uh, that that yeah, the, you can. There's there's this place that's kind of covered over, but you can see through it. I got gotcha. you. Right. And, and, that, and Big Bird uh, is uh, every bit the um, capable speaker that Big Bird on the TV show is. Um, he is like instead of using like some. Uh, like your hand goes up into his mouth. Okay. There's, there's a pipe that goes down pretty much like um, waist or, or genital high, and uh, sometimes it, it doesn't end up well for the person on the <laughs> Okay. But it's like a, like a bike grip that when you squeeze it, the mouth opens. Okay. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Never heard the term genital high before. Genital high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a real genital high this I'm morning. I'm on a genital high. Uh, Cody, did you have fun working there? Uh, it's a great place. Place to work. Um, it, it's it's full of teenagers who, who enjoy it. It's very magical, like you guys were saying, and uh, it, it, there's no other job like it. It's okay. it's nostalgic and current all at the same time because yeah. there's there are kids who are currently you know obviously embracing yeah. it and loving it. Yep. You all have right. like the generations of like the kids are fascinated and then the parents are fascinated and then yep. the grandparents are fascinated. I love that. Yep. All right. Yeah, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. They have they have so shows fun. there too. We we did see Fresh Beat Band there. Ah, they came and performed, and they did that for salesman too, right? Uh, they did that yeah. for the salesman. What a day! I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, I found this hose behind the heater in the basement. <laughs> so they're going to open in California. Sesame Place is owned by SeaWorld, and um, they're going to open one on the, one of the SeaWorld properties outside of San Diego. Oh. So it won't be exclusive to Philly, but that's not until spring of 2021. Okay. All right. Well, they'll probably do it up bigger, I would imagine, in San I'm Diego. I'm sure. Probably, yeah. yeah. And, and then 30-foot Big Bird. But SeaWorlds themselves are uh, kind of on the way out, you know, so maybe Sesame Place will replace some of that stuff. Okay. By the way, uh, Carol Spinney was also on uh, Bozo's Big Top. That's where he got started. Hey, uh, kids! Before he got into uh, puppetry. God, I used to watch Bozo all the time. Yep. Because uh, they, they gave away great toys. Uh, that is correct. Uh, he did that in Boston following a service in the Air Force, which he joined when he was 19. He portrayed several characters on Bozo, including uh, Kooky the Boxing Kangaroo and Mr. Lion, uh, though he eventually left the show winding up in Salt Lake City performing at the Fateful Festival where he met Jim Henson in 1962. And then he appeared in the Muppet movie, The Great Muppet Caper, Big Bird in China, and Follow That Bird. I don't remember Big Bird in China. I uh, remember Follow That Bird. I saw that in the yeah. theaters. I loved that. Hell yeah. Uh, he also appeared in 2009's uh, Night at the Museum Battle for Smithsonian as Oscar the Grouch. Love that. Uh, the documentarians uh, David LaMatina and Chad N. Walker had created uh, the film about movie, which uh, Gene had mentioned earlier, which is called I Am Big Bird, the Carol uh, Spinney story in 2014. Right, so was Big Bird in The Great Muppet Caper? Because I remember Big Bird was in Muppets Take Manhattan in the first movie. It says here The Great Muppet Caper was one of his. Uh, yeah. I, just, I, I don't know if it was Big Bird or, or Oscar that he performed as. Uh, he's in the wedding his, scene at uh, Muppets, Muppets Take, Take Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. He is? Yeah. yeah. When was, somebody's getting married. Oh, that part. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that the same uh, Peoples as Peoples? Is that from the same yes. movie? Yeah, same yeah. classic, yeah. <clears throat> All right. The best of the Muppet movies. Uh, he not only gave us uh, Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch, he gave so much of himself as well. Uh, this is according to the co-founder of uh, Sesame Street. They said, we at Sesame Workshop mourn his passing and feel an immersed gratitude for all he has given to Sesame Street and the children around the world. Do you remember, there's similar, do you remember any shows? I'm, there used to be a show called The Paul Winchell Show. Did you guys remember that? Uh, no. It was, back of, it was in syndication. He was a ventriloquist, and he had Jerry Mahoney and, uh, like, m- and moron head or the yeah, other character, no. or dummy head, or but they they, they were all he had ventriloquist, um, you know, dummies that he he would use uh, for the uh, the different characters off the show. I used to love that show. From I, those... fact, I used to buy uh, for two Christmases. I got my Jerry Mahoney ventriloquist puppet. No, I don't remember that at all. From from those days, from the you know early seventies, late nineteen sixties, early seventies. I was born in sixty eight. Uh, I remember the other shows that were similar to that. Mister Rogers' Neighborhood was on. Uh, Kukla Fran and Ollie was another God, one. God, I remember Kukla Fran and Ollie. Electric Factory came out. Electric Sesame Factory Street. was like seemed like the companion show to Sesame Street. It was for slightly older kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, and had uh, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. and Rita Moreno were. I mean, so legitimate, you know, <laughs> talent. Yeah, yeah, were on that show. So, uh, but that was sad, man, to hear that uh, that he passed away. He was eighty five. Carol Spinney. So. Uh, we should take a break and come back in a moment because I have some bizarre file stories we are going to share with you in just a little bit. So hang close. Those are on the way as we're back in the studio, back home at MMR. We'll return in just a little bit. 93.3 WMMR proudly presents the return of Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Miller Lite, Ugly Sweater Edition. Thursday morning, December 19th at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. A live broadcast. An audience of 250 superfans each out to prove their Preston and Steve IQ in a game show style throwdown. At stake, the best and biggest giveaways of the year with a pile of fabulous prizes from our favorite sponsors and advertisers. Listen to claim your spot in the studio audience. Details at WMMR.com. It's a Christmas miracle. From Parks Casino, what a night, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Before we get to the B-File, uh, we just got off the Camp Out for Hunger, so we're going to do a, uh, a live appearance tomorrow, by <laughs> the right. way. Oh, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. for real. We're doing it. Uh, we will be at the Xfinity store in Pottstown Woo! at 310 Upland Square Drive tomorrow from noon to 2, and I think it's all of us, the entire Preston and Seafield yep. will be there. Uh, Xfinity, Comcast, these guys were huge at uh, our Camp Out for Hunger. They're and, amazing. Uh, uh, we're happy to do this. So we're going to be in Pottstown tomorrow from noon till 2 if you would like to stop by. We will be there to say hello to you. And I think there's going to be like a food truck and a little party going on. So it should be cool. Gets us a chance to get the show out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, do some meeting and greeting. <laughs> honestly, they were sensational. And we love our new green room. So uh, can't thank them enough. It's the least we can do to say thank you. Yep. Uh, so a little bit rainy tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. We'll be in the store. And we'll bring the sunshine. Food. So noon to two. Make sure you stop by in Pottstown at the Xfinity store. We will be happy to meet with you. Let's do the Bizarre Five. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you by HERS. Introducing HERS new mini cheese puffs. 
Size is relative. Flavor isn't cheesy, mini, delicious. Hers forever good. So I meant to get to this story in the Bizarre File when we were at uh, the Camp Out for Hunger, but and it's a lengthy one, uh, but I'm going to get to it today. Patients testified last Tuesday to having teeth removed without their permission and shared stories of other dental procedures gone wrong at the hands of an Anchorage dentist on trial for a slew of charges alleging he unnecessarily sedated patients to maximize Medicaid payments and extracted a patient's tooth while riding on a hoverboard. (laughs) Wow. A former employee told investigators that Seth Lookhart was increasing profits by performing more intravenous sedation than necessary. He and his former office manager, Shauna Cranford, billed nearly $2 million in intravenous sedation without proper justification. Charges were filed in April, and in June of that year, uh, Board of Dental Examiners suspended licenses to practice dentistry and sedation. Patients would stay sedated after their procedures were finished, and Cranford would tell employees a stop time to cut off the medications. Medicaid patients were sedated for longer than private pay patients. Wow. Former patient Joseph Smith testified that four of his teeth were removed without his permission. He had visited numerous times for appointments leading up to the extraction and said the plan was to pull his remaining top teeth to fit him for dentures and leave the bottom four fitting him for partial dentures. Smith said that he went in for the procedure Friday and was groggy from the sedatives until Sunday. When his head cleared, Smith said he realized his bottom teeth had been removed. He nor his family were ever informed why the teeth were removed. On top of the shock from his missing teeth, Smith said his dentures were fitted so poorly that it made it impossible for him to speak, eat, or even breathe normally while wearing them. Jeez. He went back to Lookhart's office repeatedly over the next few months with assurances that staff would fix the dentures that were so big that Smith described them as, quote, horse teeth. (laughs) Maybe they were legitimately horse teeth. Another patient testified that Lookhart created more more problems instead of fixing them, scheduling procedures that could have been completed in a single day over the course of multiple visits so they could bill for additional IV sedation procedures. I mean, that's risky stuff. He awoke from sedation uh, to discover a crown had been placed on the wrong tooth and a loose filling had not been repaired, but instead a new filling was placed on a nearby tooth. The crowns and fillings have all fallen out in the several years since he was treated. It just sounds like a negative Nelly. Uh, Pages of his records had been whited out, by the way, to hide the cost of his procedures. (laughs) Nothing fishy here. A video shown in court during preceding days of Lookhart's bench trial shows him pulling a sedated patient's tooth while riding a hoverboard and then riding away and spinning around with his hands raised in the air. Uh, that patient is expected to testify at some point this week. So my guess is he's going to lose his license. I'm thinking that's and might be looking at jail time. Yeah, especially since he was overcharging, bilking, and, yeah, yeah, and trying to get money out of the Medicaid. A female passenger on a United Airlines flight from San Francisco to Atlanta said she was stung by a scorpion in the middle of the flight. The woman shared a picture of the scorpion with TMZ and said she was stung multiple times during the flight. That's why I never fly scorpion class. (laughs) After feeling a stinging sensation on her leg, she went to the bathroom to check it out. The woman said the scorpion then fell out of her pant leg and scurried across the floor of the plane. Oh, my God. Flight attendants were eventually able to catch it. Could you imagine a freaking scorpion sliding out your pants leg? (laughs) 
United Airlines confirmed the stinging and said that the crew responded immediately. Just want to let everyone know that we've killed the scorpion and uh, don't expect that there are any more running around the gap. Oh, mama! Uh, United Airlines confirmed the stinging, <laughs> said the crew had uh, resp- responded immediately. Uh, the physician on the ground provided medical guidance, said the customer was transported to a local hospital. They're going to be okay. Uh, the photo shows a scorpion being held in a box with the United logo on it. <laughs> wow. It was not clear what type of scorpion it was, how it got on the plane, and what happened to the creature after the plane landed. Well, isn't there a slogan, we love to scorpion, and it shows? Maybe. I haven't heard that one, but I wouldn't doubt it. A deckhand on a luxury yacht in Australia pleaded guilty to negligence for having drunken sex with the captain <laughs> when the unhelmed charter boat crashed, causing $140,000 worth of damage. Wow. Chea Hanley admitted to guzzling some booze and hooking up on the bow of the 80-foot crystal blue with the skipper as the pair returned the vessel from Biz- Brisbane <laughs> to the Gold Coast. <laughs> We cannot achieve. <laughs> she said, yeah, I did the wrong thing drinking on the job. I should have known better. I screwed up big time. <laughs> she just got to it. We were chatting, laying down, looking at the stars, and then got it on. Hey, aren't we piloting a ship? With no one at the helm or serving as lookout, the boat hit a navigation beacon and then crashed into a moored yacht before <laughs> running aground. Do you remember the story of the uh, the ferry up in New York? Where the uh, the captain just like left the cabin for a, a minute, like walked away, and it just crashed into the wharf. I don't remember that. No, you, you kind of have to pilot those things. The inebriated captain, forty six year old Jeremy Piggott, I get off my back. Attempted to steer the vessel via remote control during the tryst. Uh, he had lowered the boat's mast to make sure that a mounted surveillance camera didn't catch the pair in the act. Uh, Piggott had pleaded guilty to two counts of reckless contravening his duty. And was fined $4,000 and given a two-year good behavior bond. I'm going to set my phone on the top of your head. Then we'll do one more story. This is pretty wild, man. A British woman whose heart stopped beating for six hours. This blew my mind. Has been brought back to life in what doctors have described as an exceptional case. Audrey Showman developed severe hypothermia when she was caught in a snowstorm while hiking in the Spanish Pyrenees with her husband. Doctors say it is the longest cardiac arrest ever recorded in Spain. Ms. Shulman, who has made a near full recovery after the ordeal, said that she hopes to be hiking again by spring. The 34-year-old who lives in Barcelona began having trouble speaking and moving during severe weather in the Pyrenees, later falling unconscious. Her condition worsened while waiting for emergency services, and her husband, Rowan, believed that she was dead. At a press conference, he said, I was trying to feel for a pulse. I couldn't feel a breath. I couldn't feel a heartbeat. When the rescue team arrived two hours later, Mrs. Showman's body temperature had fallen to 18 degrees uh, uh, Celsius. It's amazing. And upon arrival at the hospital, she had no vital signs. But the low mountain temperatures, which made her ill, also helped save her life, her Dr. Edward Argudo had said. Uh, He said she looked as though she was dead. But we knew that in the context of hypothermia, Audrea had a chance of surviving. Hypothermia had protected her body and brain from deteriorating while unconscious, despite also bringing her to the brink of death. She must have basically been flash frozen. He said if she had been in cardiac arrest for this long at a normal body temperature, she would be dead. So in a race against time, doctors treating Miss Showman turned to a specialist, I'm sorry, a specialized machine capable of removing blood infusing it with oxygen, and then reintroducing it to, to the patient. Amazing. Once her body temperature had reached 30 degrees Celsius, they had used a defibrillator to jumpstart her heart, 
Some six hours after emergency services were contacted. So she's out. She's dead for six hours when she woke up her husband and remarried. Uh, she was When she was released from the hospital 12 days later, she only had some lingering issues with the mobility and sensitivity of her, sensitivity of her hands due to the hypothermia. Uh, there have been other cases of adults and children surviving for long periods in very cold temperatures and then being slowly rewarmed in hospitals using specialist equipment, but there is always a risk of brain damage. Normal body temperature is around 37 degrees Celsius. When it goes down below 35, shivering, confusion, and tiredness can set in below 32 that people can pass out altogether and the heart can stop. I'm sorry, I missed it. Did you say that, is this the longest on record? No. Uh, Well, it's the longest in Spain. In Spain, okay. I don't know about elsewhere in the world. So the Six hours. The freezing temperatures appear to have slowed down her heart blood pressure, and breathing to extremely low levels while protecting the brain from damage. They also think that she may have still had some circulation, although not detectable. Mm. Uh, Normally, after about an hour without the heart beating, even in the cold, brain damage would have occurred, so something must have been moving around a little bit. Uh, Speaking after a recovery... She probably felt the heat of the rhythm of the night. uh, She said (laughs) that uh, she had no memory of the six hours. She said, I didn't really know what was going on on uh, my first day or two that I woke up in intensive care. But since then, wow. I've been trying to read more, obviously learning more about hypothermia. And it feels really incredible that I survived it. She said that she was lucky to be alive and paid tribute to the hospital staff. She said, it's like a miracle, except it's all because of the doctors, she said. So pretty wild, man. To have clinic been clinically dead for six hours. Well, they're not 100% sure if it was six hours. That's when her husband, and he's okay. not a doctor, had said that he didn't feel any... So it may have been a little less. Okay. Still, it was hours. Yeah. It was definitely hours long. So that's pretty wild recovery story. So, And that's why it's in the Bizarre File this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Don't forget we have a new Word of the Week prize this week. And it's Kathy's Holiday Gift Giveaway. Don't Ooh. miss out on that. We'll do the letter of the day at the end of the program this morning. And uh, we'll return in just a little bit. So stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder ski areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Off on the Slopes with Pierre and Jackson is coming up soon. It's January 10th. Get your discount lift tickets at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. At some point, I want to make sure that we give away a chance for you to join us at the Christmas Miracle, which is coming up on uh, the 19th. And we do big, big, big giveaways. Uh, all kinds of surprise blowout right before the end of the year. Uh, our promotions department didn't give us any um, giveaway sheets. It's a so, secret. Yeah, no. So I want to I want to be able to do that. I mean, we've announced it, and we're on the back end of the yeah. We're on the other side of the the camp out for hunger. So um, hopefully they'll get that to us. I, I want to give those away this morning. Yeah, I don't think we need the sheets here in the studio in order for this to happen because okay. um, I, I don't 
I, I think our, our fears are, well, we don't know what the number's capped at. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think we're going to hit that number today. Okay. You know? All right. Well, I'll do it in a little bit. Cool. Uh, in a few minutes. But right now, I want to hear a family secret. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Kathy has been holding some information uh, about her family uh, to wait until a couple of things happened. Sort of make sure everyone was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've heard us joke about... Uh, Kathy's family in the past, and and as far as there being some uh, fringe family members out there that may not have even knew that they were family members until recently. You know her family. One lives in a box. Another one drove a kid around in a trunk. Uh, her dad banged Janis Joplin. These one are things thought, that are, one thought there were a paperclip. One thought there was a paperclip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we thought he was a paperclip oh, after he paper, passed yeah. away. Right. Yeah, he right. is, yeah. by the way. Oh, he's so, yeah, I see him all the time. Uh, so, all right, so what's the latest? Did somebody get like, a, did this come from your... 23 Me. So, Her, okay. yeah, you're, you're... Yes, it, it did come from 23 Me Ancestry. It wasn't years ago when somebody came in and was like, hey, be careful, watch what you're doing. Um, that was not what it was. Okay, but that was a genealogy test that yeah. we did a while back, and, and that was... <laughs> somebody told Kathy, oh, there's uh, some... Be careful. Yeah, there's some people out there that may have a secret or something yeah. like that. It was yeah. sort of a, a sort of a couched warning, and, and this can go this way. Most people, though, find it fascinating to find out their ancestry or whatever you choose to do and to get an idea about their family. I, I would love to do it actually myself. I, I know uh, some stuff, but the, the of course, on the flip side of the coin is sometimes you may find out things you didn't want to know. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, we had a, a lengthy discussion about these DNA tests and how, you know, a lot of times it, it's not, there are family secrets that people, you know, would have taken to their grave had it not been for tests like this. So, Kathy, there's a show on PBS and the guy does a good job. They go back through celebrities uh, ancest- ancestors and they go through all this stuff. And I remember one in particular Ben Affleck was freaked out because he had slave owners in his family, and he he actually asked him to take that out of the episode. And it was you know, but they mm. they they left it in, I guess, eventually. But I mean, you know, he didn't have any sway over it. He didn't he was he didn't cause them to do that. But it was still something he found embarrassing. So these are things that you can come across. Yeah, you can actually you find out you know how much like for me how much uh, Italian I have in me, how much right. Irish, and so this was not something that I found. These people um, found us. So I was on. Well, I think I was on Ancestry. They were on Twenty Three and Me, and they don't connect right now. So you'd have to take both in order to connect to people on them. So so they got in touch with you. Um, yes, they right. did. So so they took the test, and um, so the the father in this whole situation um he looked at his when he got his results back and he was like italian he goes i don't have any italian in me he had no idea uh his daughters then start you know researching a little bit and i then connect with them and sure enough it's my dad has another brother that we didn't know about and this guy also had no idea that they shared the f- same father. Your dad has a brother that he had no idea even existed. Now let me let me give you a quick backstory. Wow. So they had a big house growing up. No, no, oh. no, no. Well, <laughs> well. So let me just give you the backstory about my biological grandfather. So um, he didn't raise my dad. He left when my dad was very young. Uh, he had my dad and and his sister, and and he left. My he was a race car driver, and he chose race car driving uh, over staying home and, and, and being a dad. So left the, the wife. Yes. And got a divorce or uh, just disappeared? I, to be honest with you, I don't know if they were 
ever married. And no, I think they were married. Um, yes, so divorce. Okay. Yes, he 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 chose this lifestyle. And and this is nothing. I'm not defaming him or anything like that. He sure. there's um, there are many articles written about my grandfather. He was a professional race car driver. Whenever I mention him, people email me and say, "Oh my God, I can't believe that's your grandfather." Did you know him? Uh, so yeah. So can so you say his name? Or yeah, his you... name's Ralph Lagori, and he um, there, there's like I said, articles and books written about him, and he talks about making that decision and leaving to go and and pursue race car driving. Um, yes, when my dad was in his 20s, uh, he reconnected with his dad. So I grew up knowing him. Okay. We, you know, he was he didn't live in the area. He lived in Florida. So I didn't see him every single day, you know, things like that. But yes, we connected with him. Right. And, and so I did know him growing up. But that is the reason that my my last name is not Lagori is because my dad was adopted as a baby by my grandmother's new husband. OK. OK. So we have the Romano name, but bloodline, I'm Lagori. Oh, okay. so you're related to Bella Ligori. No, that's Lugosi. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, actor. And no, she's not. <laughs> so, okay. so he essentially, my grandfather, he traveled around the country racing cars and 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 we planting all planting his seed all over the place. So and and this when this all came out, we kind my dad kind of went, oh well, it's about time. There's definitely others out there that we don't know about. Right. Like they living in the fast lane. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so so his uh, half brother, who uh, was raised by by Ralph, they live in Florida. He flew up. Um, my dad was here, obviously, and then this new brother that we connected with on the DNA testing. He came over with his family, and we got to meet everybody. We had a big family meeting, and this one, <laughs> like we talked about, you know, a lot of times family secrets will uh, are you know are being uncovered by these DNA tests. This was a nice meeting. Like we everybody was open to it. Uh, everybody was excited to meet these new people that we are biologically related to. And your father had never met him before. They didn't. So didn't even know he existed. So the story behind yes. Yeah, so nobody in the family knew it existed. Now when when they spoke to so um, Ralph is still married. And and when they spoke to her the the woman that he's married to, which he did he fathered I think four kids with her. Okay. She said. What's his name? The the new brother, and they gave the name, and she went. I'm not going to give the real names, but she went. Oh yeah, Sally Jones, of course. Mm-hmm. So she like she knew about the affair. She didn't know there was a kid out of it, but but she knew the last name, and she went. Oh yeah. Did this guy know who his father was? No. So he was raised. He's a middle child. Mm-hmm. He's got a brother above him and a sister below him. He was raised by uh, the man he thought his entire life was his father. Wow. That's wild. Takes this test. <clears throat> they, they connect it all together. And so his mother um, used to go to the racetracks because his father, who raised him, uh, was a mechanic on the race cars. Oh, no. And she was banging a driver. And she was banging. Oh, okay. Oops. So did... This guy think that he was the actual legit father? Uh, so that the they don't know. So the, both of his parents have passed away. Hmm. So they so oh. they weren't able to talk to him about it. And my grandfather suffers from very severe dementia. So we can't really talk to him about it either. Well, okay. Well, maybe a good thing that is his parents passed, not knowing that he would ever find this out. Right. And, you know, not that that's such a tricky situation. You could use 23 and dead. Which is a which you, yeah no, I, I that's uh, that is a whole wealth of stuff to deal with but so you set up a pleasant like oh it was so was so, it was it like we come up and obviously you can't ask someone to travel that distance and not put them up so you were you know well so no 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 so the family lived in Allentown oh, oh no kidding yeah okay, oh wait hang. wait Allentown or Reading which one was it I forget I get both of them wait. confused but anyway do they look alike. 
So, yeah, of course. So, so and listen to how great uh, my step-grandmother is. She actually sent um, a bunch of uh, pictures and newspaper clippings of my grandfather up with my uncle who came to visit from Florida yeah. uh, to show the new brother. And, yes, so we were comparing pictures. Yes, they very much look alike. They're, at one point, now I wasn't there for this, but at one point they were compared, the three brothers were comparing chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> and how did, how did they stack up? Uh, so, oh, that's great. So my dad looks, I think, the most like my grandfather, but um, you could definitely see the resemblance in, you know, looking at old photos yeah. of my grandfather when he was younger. And Common by, DNA. By the way, wait, the, the one thing that I found, and I have to show you guys this, I took a picture specifically to show you guys. I know exactly where I get the damn wrinkles on my forehead from. <laughs> no, like when I tell you, like the exact same lines wow. as my grandfather. I was like, oh, that son of a bitch. Not because he slept <laughs> with all these women, but the wrinkles on my forehead. Nick has pulled up a picture of him, and the, and you can search him on YouTube and so forth. He was a good-looking dude. He was a, 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 He's a yes, stud. Very good-looking. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. good-looking guy, professional race car driver, lines on his forehead. That's just the like picture. Kathy. Look at the We're lines on my forehead. Yep. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> you have his nose, too, Kath. Comple- yep, I yeah, 100% have his nose. Yeah. You absolutely do. Oh, my God, you have his eyebrows? Wow, no, she doesn't. No, yeah, no, 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 listen. And the penis. Wait, another thing that we found, there is this, like, um, almost a calic in in his eyebrow. I have it, and my brother Christopher has it. And by the way, Nick found one of his uh, one of his race worn helmets is up for sale for three thousand dollars. By the way, so he had to have had a pretty strong name in the world. He of did. Auto he actually um, he still holds the record just because the racetrack is no longer in existence. But um, the Langhorn racetrack, he held the record there uh, when they demolished the racetrack. So it uh, he still has the record there, and he raced uh, into his seventies. I think his yeah. last race that he did, he was uh, in his seventies. He has a he had a fifty plus year career, Kev. And you know what wow. they say? So we were talking to my uncle um, who um, who was raised by him and he was telling us a few things about uh, about my grandfather and that back then when they would time it it was you know it wasn't digitally done so it, it was somebody there with with a timer and not that watch him. and that they think he could have progressed much more in the racing industry had it not been for that because people didn't like him because of how so they would fudge well I said he was probably sleeping with the timer's wife yeah, yeah. So, so how uh, yeah. no kidding how uh, yeah. how he was getting around with all the ladies mm-hmm. wow oh and there's and there's another so there's a woman. Uh, down in Florida, who they think is also their sister, but she has no idea. So my uncles don't want to approach her and say anything, just because you know she's fifty-eight years old, living her life, has absolutely no. Yeah, idea. Yeah, you could you could severely uproot the fact that this worked out nicely, and then they do work out nicely. You know, uh, you know, we we had a case of uh, uh, my wife's older oldest um, uh, brother. Uh, is now back in the family. And there's, I mean, decades where he was incommunicado completely. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to go south. But yet he, he came back in and it's like he's part of the family and he loves it and it's all good. And so it's a, it's a positive thing. But you always want to risk. Yeah, you know? I'm absolutely. glad you brought this up because actually it's a, it's a friend of mine's birthday today. Mark Wasmer, he's a neighbor of mine, a good friend of mine. And he was telling me a while about it. And he's adopted. Uh, and he was telling me a little while back about tracking down his birth mother and he did this he had just kind of thrown this information out there and he was contacted have you ever heard of adoption angels 
before. I have. Uh-uh. And this organization works to, if you want to, put you in touch with your birth parents? Is They're that not really does? an organization. These are people that just do this really? on their own. Is, is it like a Facebook group? or? Yeah, yeah. They, okay. can, they can find you via that way. But these are people that do it for no money whatsoever. They don't have a home office. They don't huh. have... They just, this is what they do, and they will even reach out to that person for you if you want to and yeah. make the first contact. See, I like that. I've never heard of adoption mm. angels before. It's pretty cool. I, I like that idea of being able to um, find out who your, your birth parents are because you didn't choose to be born, right? Like, you know, these people chose to do whatever they did and and create your life and so they shouldn't i don't think personally uh have the final say on whether or not they get to meet you or not and and whether or not you know you uproot their lives you know 30 40 50 years later it's like you know eventually it's it's going to catch up to you um because uh, you know i had heard of something similar a couple of years ago where somebody was trying to locate uh, they found out who the birth mother was, but the couldn't find the birth father. And it was like, well, I don't know if we should do this. But it's like, well, the kid wants to know who his dad is. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. I think this is interesting, though. Kathy's Kathy's grandfather is more like uh, the song Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you think about Literally it. Literally rolling. Dude was just going, just <laughs> spraying his seed all, all over, over the, the country. So you, you know this isn't over. I mean, you, yeah. if, if there's one, there's Kinda ten, right. especially in the the occupation. One of the, one of the sexiest occupations is the race car driver, especially at that time. Totally. Well, yeah. in, in, the, in the documents that uh, my step-grandmother had sent up, uh, and we don't know exactly what it is she's also by the way 90 years old and she put all this together for us um there's a list a handwritten list of women's names oh my god i think i think she wrote like i think she wrote down the names of the women so your dad so uh, you know we joke about and i don't know what this you know um but so he looks he looks a lot like him. Oh, my, him and my dad. Yes, my my dad looks exactly like him. Attitude wise and everything, which you know. Would, so that I, no, I, I think because no. he's more provincial. From, obviously, from what I hear, he's no. just banged Janis Joplin. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but my dad wasn't married when he banged Janis. There Joplin, you go. So. Right. Uh, it's pretty wild, man. The concept of going around and and getting women pregnant. Yeah. I mean, not just sleeping around. Getting them pregnant. Getting women pregnant all over the place is, um, I mean, it's, you know, you're talking about an earlier time, uh, but that's just, wow. That's a lot. Well, well there's, a, there's a series coming out. Uh, yeah, well, it's a different thing. It's a guy who works in a sperm bank, but, but you know, and, and puts his own seed in, into the mix, so to speak. But they uh, the whole concept of the series is people finding siblings that they had no idea they had that were out there in the world well and but the what i just find so amazing is that so um this guy's parents the, the the parents that raised him i mean they're both gone now they both died so they took this to the grave they decided uh, never to yeah. tell anyone and because of this it's now we all now know about it what gave him the indi- what gave him he just was randomly figured okay i'll do this no i think his daughter did his it. daughter i, I did think it. his daughter just randomly and that's what's happening innocent people who have no idea about anything they're just taking it to i'm see just gonna what, see where my family if, who came over on the boat or right. whatever and that's it and then they find this and then and then you end up finding yeah and she, and so so she asked her dad to do it um and and he did it and when the results came back, he was only a half brother to his brother that he thought. Wow, was yeah, yeah. It was his full brother, was his full brother, his flesh and blood brother. 
Uh, it's kind of, in, in some regards, it's kind of, listen, if you look at the, disregard the ugly side of this guy who's knocking people up and then not, you know, staying and Taking being, responsibility. A, being a father yeah. or helping out or assisting or something like that. What is kind of neat is that these people are getting to connect right now. So like Steve said, it could go any way. Right. But it sounds like they've made a good connection. And this can be... This can actually be a great thing to happen later in your life. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you have these new group of people that yep. you have this connection with, and you can hopefully get to learn about and know, and they become important to well, you. Well, and he, so he, he brought his daughters with him, and, I mean, they're my cousins. They're whipping Just, their chest hairs out. Yeah. <laughs> Not the girls. What are the daughters like? Uh, they were great. That was the thing. Like we, uh, you know, Do we they got, all have single hairs growing out of their back? No, stop it. Uh, you know, we all gelled. We had a nice conversation. Like, they were, you know, people that we liked. And yeah. He, and, you know, they're just as much my cousins as my actual cousins that I grew up knowing. Sure. It, so how many new cousins did you just get? Uh, so there's two two daughters. Yeah. Wow. What age? Uh, they're like in their early 30s. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So just, just, like, like you. just like me. <laughs> Here, I have, one of your, I have one of your relatives on the line, Kathy. Uh, this is Aaron, and it says they just met this weekend and have a mutual grandfather. Yeah, Aaron so was this at is, my... Yes, this hey, is Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. All right, so... How are you related in in this mess of man batter here? <laughs> so Kathy's my cousin. So our dads are brothers. So her dad was the one that uh, that it, took the test and realized that oh he had a, a different biological father. Aaron, do you live in the area? Um, I live in Reading, so not okay. that far away. All right, yeah. were you familiar with Kathy or our radio show, or is this all new to you? It was all new to me. Okay. Um, I actually, once I found out, I started listening to you guys because yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder what she sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, what wow. Do you, what do you think about all this? Um, I actually think it's pretty cool. Um, I feel like we always, I don't know, my Nana was always a little weird. But, uh, um, no, it's pretty cool that everybody's so open about, like, meeting each other and you know, it felt like instant family the second I walked in. That's so. a wonderful thing, as Preston said, to have that happen. Again, it can go it can go south or sour, but I mean, in this case, everything, all the indicators, at least initially, were that this could be something really nice. And I think Preston, uh, besides the forget the five day challenge, just listen on the off chance that you're related to Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I, I had mentioned that we weren't all that surprised uh, that my grandfather had another child out there, but Aaron said that her family members were like. Well, we're not really surprised either the way your grandmother was. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Aaron, oh, so, so... So, they're both a couple of hoes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, in this case, um, it, it, when you first heard the news, did, was it just a massive shock or did it seem like, okay, yeah, as what, as what Kathy was saying? it was. Well, it was a shock, but then we kind of asked our cousins on our other side, and they're like, yeah, we heard that, you know, Nana was with some race car driver back in the day. I was like, what? I was like, why does everybody know this but us? Apparently everybody else knew but us. And it honestly wasn't that much of a shock, but it was a little bit like, oh, my God, I have a different grandfather. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. it is it is cool. I, I, I want I actually want to do this. There's a lot about... Uh, family on uh, my mother's side that I'm not aware of, and and um, you know there's 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 missed opportunities. I'd like to find out some stuff. You know, Aaron. Where, so where does this go from here? Now you guys made the initial connection. Everybody met. Um, yeah. And and maybe you know like holiday get-togethers or what, what do you think? Well, I know that um, you, Kathy, your mom just 
message us, and I think we're going to try to get together in a month or so. So I think we're just going to keep the family, you know, mini yeah. reunions keep going. She go to the races at the Poconos. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. Yeah. No, but it was it was it was so nice. Like it was when they were leaving, we're like, okay, this is going to be lasting. Like we want to hang out again. Oh. And How cool stay. is Kathy, that? Yeah. We could easily yeah. arrange a big party at Pocono Raceway. Yeah. You know we can And do every that. attendee is related to Kathy. Yeah. I mean, there's 100,000 100, people, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's cool, Aaron. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I think that's uh, yeah. that's neat. Maybe so, we'll meet you sometime. Yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe maybe we can. Yes, we'll awesome. Right. All right, thank you, Aaron. Take care. All right. All right hey, Kathy. Bye, bye. cuz. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if somebody already asked this question. What's the, uh, how far are they separated in, in age? Uh, so my dad is 75. His brothers um, that are in Florida, uh, the one that flew up here was 65. And then uh, Brian, who was Aaron's dad, he's 60. Okay. So mm. this was the youngest, like like the he, newfound yeah. brother was the youngest. Any tears shed? Uh, no, I don't think so. He stood on his foot. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody stuff on his foot. There's a corn on his, his foot. That's how I tell the weather. Yeah. 75 years is a long time to wait. To meet your brother. Yeah, so. you know, and I think, too, like, it's, um, my dad, you know, he, he didn't grow up, he didn't grow up with this man. There, He's had a lot of, um, you know, I think feelings in his lifetime over this and why he left. You know, what you would normally go through uh, if you were in a situation like this. So, but he's, you know, he is 75 years old. So I think it was, for him, it was also kind of cool. Like, yeah. okay, wait, yeah. there's another guy here. Yeah. I always think of this scene in The Dead Zone where Herbert Lom, who's the doctor looking over Christopher Walken, who was in a coma for a long time, he comes out, he's got this ability to divine, you know, things this sort of extra sense and he's and uh herbert lom's mother was lost from him they were separated during world war ii and she's over in europe he doesn't even know if she's alive he's he figures out and with his abilities he, he's able to call the mother and and the mother is on the phone and he like is handing it to, to herbert lom and he, he won't take it and he right goes, why and he says because it wasn't meant to be yeah you know, and, and and some people look at these in that way as well. You know, and, and yeah. uh, it's a question you ask yourself. Yeah. Preston, you did ask Erin, though, if she was familiar with the show, and, and she wasn't, and then she started listening. But when I did meet her dad, he, he was not familiar either, but he said he told people at work, and they were like, wait, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> and the, so the people at work were like, wait, you're Marissa related? Magnata. <laughs> you're related to Kathy? I'm going to go to uh, Jason. Hi. Jason, good morning. Hey, how are you doing? Good. So you guys had a, a, something in your house similar to this? So, yeah, my sister-in-law doing a genealogy, you know, one of the, like, we've got to figure out our family history, did the DNA test, discovered that her dad wasn't her dad, and through uh, keeping a, a long story short, discovered that the doctor who did the artificial insemination for her mother used his own... Oh, yeah, it, his own semen, yeah. Yeah, uh, and she found out that she has, uh, they, they don't know for sure, but they're guessing 60 to 70 siblings. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. So, so Jason, was there like a class action lawsuit? Was this one of the lawsuits that made national press? So, no, that's the crazy thing. This isn't one of them, but she had a family reunion last year because we they live in L.A., and we are here in Philly, obviously. And right. She came for the family reunion, and like 32 or 33 of them met up in New York. Wow. That's crazy. They're all siblings, and they were, she's like, oh, my brothers and my sisters. 
like she just accepted it and she's like wow and my sister so and so and like that is so weird yeah so the all right so the real biological Thanks. father or hang on is is oh. a doctor seems like he's got some smarts uh, are, is she smart and successful and and do you know about the other siblings so well she she i mean she's a very smart woman she's a special ed teacher in in la and she she's in her 50s early okay. 50s i guess late 40s and uh, most of the people are in that age group. The doctor is no longer alive, um, so there's no like, there's nothing you can really do to go after him or anything right. like that. But. Right. Yeah, they, they though they have gone after some guys. There is Thanks, a new uh, service like this, Preston, called Kathy and Me, which for some reason those stories don't resonate nearly as much because there's been a handful of things that have happened that way handful literally <laughs> um uh, meet where, your family where a doctor instead of uh you know taking uh yeah. donors essence and using those specifically yeah. uh has used their own and right. just not told anybody about it does does not the same thing no not the same thing at all to me it, well um, i know what you're saying there's there's there is more of a of a uh, fam- for lack of a better term familial aspect to this yeah than there is to just someone randomly going, yep, there yep, you, you go. I mean, there were, Here's there were a cup of me. Two people, even if it was for a night, had some kind of a connection, yeah. and they, they got together and they made this thing happen. You know, it seems different to me. Kathy, how do you pronounce your grandfather's last name, Ralph's last name? Liguori. All right, so there's a Joe Liguori. Who's, yeah, that's uh, his grandson. Yeah, and he's uh, based out of Florida, um, but he's got his own racing team now. Yeah. And so yes. somebody was texting in, and I think he's the third generation in the family yes. to okay. get into that's racing. Your cousin. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. be your cousin. Yep. Yeah, yeah, He's and a you know what? Racer. You know what's um what's pretty odd too is my dad from a very young age loved racing, and uh, you know I don't know if it's because he knew that his biological father was a race car driver, but he just looks kinda... like a race car. Remember he does. with the helmet on? Absolutely. I said he looked like one of the guys in the Aha video. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> he does look like that. Yeah, he likes to ski. Does he like? Does he like to uh, live fast and oh, all that? Oh my young. god! Yeah, you, yeah. Case, in the you fast heard? lane. <laughs> Um, wow. This, what if you were to find out that one of your relatives was a higher up in the Target company? Oh, my God. I'd immediately ask them for something. Can I get Oh, my God. (laughs) But race car driver's a slick thing, man. Uh, let me see. We have a number of calls. We're not going to be able to get to all of them. Let me go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, You guys are awesome. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Nicole. What's up? Hey, um, I'm actually adopted, and I have been searching for quite some time for my um, biological family. And over the years, over the last 10 years, I have found them all. Okay. Well, I think it's all of them. Um, I'm actually currently one of 12. I found um, through real, true, investigative digging, I found my maternal side. And then, um, of which there are five siblings there, half-siblings. And then using 23andMe um, and Ancestry, I found the other half, my paternal side of the family, where there are five more. And then just this year, I had another guy reach out to us and say he's related to us, too. So now I'm one of 12 half-siblings. Wow. Um, It's just crazy. That is crazy. And so as you're going through this and finding these, these new relatives... What is your general feeling? Are you are you glad you did it? Is it overwhelming? Um, yeah, it's definitely overwhelming, and and probably overwhelming for my family, my current family as well. It's like really, there's more of you. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly, it's I've been really blessed because. 
because both sides of the family, like, welcomed me in with open arms, and now we, we just have a really great family. It's, it's wonderful. That is cool. That, that's an awesome thing. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you for your call. We appreciate right. it, Nicole. Take care. You too. Bye. Would you ever do it, Preston? Uh, my, my, uh, my uncle had done a very meticulous and detailed family tree right. uh, thing for ages. So it's all well documented. And I Are you have, related to Kathy? I am indeed <laughs> a distant cousin, Kathy Romano. Um, you guys are going to think I'm, I'm selfish or, or something along those lines, but it really doesn't hold a lot of interest to me. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've met uh, some of my family members uh, in the... Uh, in Western Kentucky, I don't think it's or, selfish. I'm sorry, Eastern Kentucky, I think it's um, candid. It's uh, it's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, listen, I'm sure they're wonderful people and everything. Absolutely, uh, you just don't like raccoon that much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Woof. more of a squirrel man. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's never. It's weird, man. It's uh, it's never really held much of a fascination to me. But I have been sat down and told. Of the family members and who came to the U.S. first and who they were and their the relatives and their names and so on. And I've been shown the family tree and I've been like, okay, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Didn't your dad say he made love to a race car driver who was passing <laughs> town? He was very tender. <laughs> Firm but one, tender. One experience. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. I know. I know. So I there there my my aunt. You know, and, and one just passed away. My aunt Mary, who uh, I, I loved very much, but because of the geography of how the family spread out, we weren't. You know, we never kept in touch. And and I and I'm I'm going to try to get back in touch with these these relatives that I have that I really don't really know. You yeah. know, but but my my older brother did it, and and it's. It's there, and I have a feeling I would be the better for it, so I'm going to try it. I do, I do have to admit, though, that even though, you know, I do have some cousins, and I, I mainly see them once every several years, and that's it, that I do feel that connection. Yeah. And, and that I will do for you whatever you need me to do. If you need some help, I'll help you. Um, I, we, we, we do have a connection that's there, even though... I may only talk to you once every five years or something ridiculous like that. Do you know what's wild? Is it like with my my wife's family? It's a big, super big family, and I and I feel part of that as well. It's an extended family, so I get that that, that family rush, you know. Uh, and I actually uh, and they're all members of Rush. So That's no, no. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me go to. Do, do I have time for another call, or we got a break? Uh, one quick one. All right. This is uh, Brielle. Brielle has been on hold for like twenty five minutes. Hi, Brielle. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Brielle, so you had this uh, this sperm donor thing happen, right? Yeah, so my twin sister did Ancestry.com just for fun, and it turned out that my parents, my dad's sterile, so they used the sperm donor and didn't tell anyone. So we found out that I am one of 21 siblings, and a lot of them live in the area. <laughs> a lot of them live in the area. How many have you connected with in the area? Six. Six? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually meeting another one. She's coming up to Philly from Georgia like next week. Do you do you find are you all I mean so as so far so good? Yeah, everyone seems really nice. Um it's weird cuz we all kind of look alike. <laughs> um, that is wild. Kinda, yeah, it's strange because there's things that like I see in myself that I couldn't see in my father because obviously he's not my biological dad. Right. But now that I'm meeting all these siblings, like I see certain things that like I couldn't pinpoint before. Huh. So, like me and a couple brothers and sisters have like face similarities that like I couldn't find that now makes so much sense. 
Okay, that's it's that's so that would be encouraging to someone thinking about doing this. You know, do you, do you think you want to meet all of them? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. I, mean, I wasn't looking for anything. My sister was the one who was all of a sudden taking up secrets. Do yourself <laughs> so a favor. Save Kathy for last because <laughs> there might be a whole yeah, yeah. We're other world over here. Yeah. Because you just might. I'm from the Chamonix High School, so we're rivals. Oh, boy. We're probably uh, sisters. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> sisters. <laughs> well, here's good real. news. Your grandmother was Janice Joplin. Appreciate it. All right. Interesting. Kathy's got an uncle she didn't know about. Yeah. That's uh, pretty wild. Yeah, and it was cool. Maybe there'll be some more. You never know. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. You know what? I should give away. Casey, I know we don't have the price sheets, but I'm going to do it anyway. Christmas Miracles coming up on the 19th is a Thursday. We're headed to the Excite Center at uh, Parks Casino. You need to be at least 21. You need to know your Preston and Steve show because if you don't, you don't have a chance to win. It's a trivia-based contest that we do that morning. People are plucked out of the audience. Only you will be able to participate in that. Your guest, your plus one, will just be along for the ride. So let's take... take We'll do four callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. And you got to be available that morning, all right? The 19th at Parks Casino. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Here we go. Here comes the MMR. Join the Preston and Steve show tomorrow from noon till 2 at the new Xfinity store at 310 Upland Square Drive in Pottstown as they celebrate their new partnership with Xfinity and the Xfinity Studios. Visit XfinityStores.com for details and directions. Ask, shop, discover at your local Xfinity store. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. So I know tomorrow we will have the uh, totals from uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Takes a little while to uh, weigh all that stuff, crunch all those numbers, the cash that came in, and all that stuff. So we will officially uh, announce that stuff tomorrow. We'll probably do a bit of a recap, I would imagine, over some of it. Yeah, uh, let's do it with the, uh, the full bulk of all that info. I've got some uh, connoisseur stories coming up that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to in a moment. But I do want to mention this. Uh, that the pictures of the event, if you didn't get a chance to make it there and see them in person, the photos are freaking awesome. And I'm always surprised and when we're done because, uh, you know, we're living it, Dottie, yeah. you know, we're there. <laughs> but you go back and you look at the pictures and see how cool uh, those captured moments are. I got to thank our friend Brian Miller from Chorus Photography. Uh, who takes his art, the official photographer. And Brian had a really, really rough day on Friday. Some stuff I don't want to get into uh, right now that shouldn't have happened, happened. But um, the pictures I went back and looked at are out of this world, specifically the one of the gender reveal. Did you see the one with the uh, the, the spray? The coming? blue one? Yes. That one is awesome. It is. Steve, like, have you seen no, it? No, I did not it see it. There's so many pictures. So cool. They're so good. Even the one, one of my favorites was the in the Double Dare segment when the girl smashes the egg on her head. Like, he literally gets the egg cracking and the yolk splattering out. He's got to be using a super fast shutter time, uh, which is great for movement and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. But you've also, it, it can also take on not enough light and, and get so He knows he's, he's a master of photography. So anyhow, uh, Steve, this picture of, yeah, we're looking at the picture of the egg crack. Right? Like, look at the yolk. He captured that midair. Yeah. And then the um, the one of the, of the gender reveal spray, Steve, it shows the water coming out of the hose. Huh. In these segments that are like spiral, that I didn't know that that's how oh, really? fire hoses operate. Oh, really? The way the water's coming out. Yeah, you'd have to see it. They'll, I'm sure they're searching for it okay. right now, and they'll put it up on our monitors. Uh, and the water is so, 
you know, that dark blue color. <sighs> and and if you look in the background, you'll see the um, uh, the link off to the left. And, the, and it was morning, obviously. So the way the sky is lit and everything is just a wonderfully... Uh, crafted photo. Oh, we're seeing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, look at that. I was, oh, I was awesome. thrilled the shape with this. of that. The picture's amazing. Yeah, I was thrilled with the way this went. I, I only wish we could have had all the original people there because it was so wonderful, even in its more um, limited uh, state. But it was still really cool. So maybe you're talking about the gender reveal. Yeah, the gender reveal and the fact that we had, um, you know, but less than half of the original participants. Maybe we try it again some. Yeah, point. but this photo, it, the water. Coming out uh-huh. looks like looks like a net is being it does yeah, uh, yeah. tossed over these people and I gotta say Brian has taken some of my favorite photos I've ever seen of all time uh, my number one photo that that I love is is when uh, the condom full of water is being dropped on oh Ned's head yep that was camp out two or three years uh-huh. ago and then uh, he the, caught the, you I'm sorry you in the water was awesome uh, oh gee, jumping out like a marlin uh-huh. yeah, well, yeah yeah so that one and then also speaking of me in the water uh belly flop a couple of years ago uh <laughs> he caught a photo of me as my belly was touching the water for the first time yeah he has a real knack and uh and talent for for getting the right moment at the right time also the coolest photo i think might of the week might be um at the the flyer skate around okay. uh there's a photo of him um, it's, I, he must've been laying on the ice and he shoots, uh, it's a shot straight up to the ceiling right underneath the scoreboard. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a mind death. I agreed. I had, yeah. I had to go, wait a minute. What is that? It mm-hmm. took me a minute to figure out what that was. And videos are starting to pop up as well. You know, videos have been popping up all throughout the camp out of last week, but there's some cool new stuff up as well. So yep. great and, ways to experience the camp out. And the flyers, uh, the, the skate on the ice thing was, was super, super cool. Marissa and I had a great time. The flyers really, man, everybody stepped up, but the flyers was a lot of, lot of love. Well, yep. flyers and sixers, that, you sixers know, they, great they, they each let us use their court and ice to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, for for the listeners to go out and shoot and skate, uh, they also sent out players and coaches, um, and then offered up merch and stuff like that. So, so they're they're mm-hmm. really an essential part. Whatever we end up with, they they were they were hardcore participants. Yep, uh, a lot of great food there, which is a perfect segue into the connoisseur Ooh. because there's some stories. It's time for the connoisseur. Yes. Uh, I didn't in the get, studio edition. I didn't get a chance to do any connoisseur stuff while we were at um, at camp out. We didn't do it, not even once? Not even <laughs> once. I wanted to, but we, we got a little tied up. But um, I thought this is pretty great. So there's uh, Olive Garden has released, and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, boy. Uh, but it is a Yule Log-style video uh, but it features their new oven-baked pastas rather than a burning log. <laughs> okay. Oven-baked and, pastas. And so the video has crackling and popping sounds, and it shows the cheese bubbling on the two <laughs> new dishes, and it just sits there, and it just rotates. You know what I mean? Like like the Yule Log did. It just You can sit there and watch uh, this baked pasta it, so it, cook for a while. Okay, so it's like a continuing loop? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, smoked mozzarella shrimp rigatoni and Asiago tortellini Alfredo with gar- grilled chicken. It's, it's on YouTube. It runs for, yeah, Steve, it runs for eight hours. <laughs> In case you want to use it for holiday. I think it'd be hilarious to pop that up on the screen for a little while. I always pop up the Yule Log for a little bit. Yeah. I think baked pastas are my favorite. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I, I like, I love, I, I love lasagna. 
I love cannelloni is one of my favorite uh, baked pasta dishes. Cannelloni's as well. good, yeah. And uh, baked ziti's pretty solid mm, too. Even, even though it made me throw up in second grade, I love baked ziti now. How long did it take you to get back? Years, okay, yeah. years. Preston is two or three weeks ago. My mom had me and my uh, son and uh, over for dinner, and we walked into the house, and my mom was baking a lasagna, and the mm. house smelled like heaven. It was just, and it was, and she's a really good cook, but man. Did that just make my night? I think before I get to, because by the end of the year, I'm, I'm going to be a glutton till the end of this year. I've just decided I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then go after the first it. year, I'll get it together. Very, very stereotypical, but I will do yep, that. Yep, I'm going to have to have some cannelloni somewhere. I haven't had cannelloni uh, what in is years. It? It, well, cannelloni is a specific uh, pasta. It's a tube-shaped pasta, but it usually has, it's it's uh, meat, there, there, there's a meat filling in it. Um, but it usually uses tarragon, which I don't get enough of, and I love tarragon flavored uh, meat stuffing. So it's a robust. Uh, yeah. it, it, you you eat about four spoonfuls and you're full. And there's yeah. usually a a red and white sauce that accompanies. That's when the loney. Red and white sauce together. That's the loney part yeah. of it. Yeah. The meat is the canna. <laughs> the other part's the loney. loney. Mm. So I never cared for lasagna. I, I've said it on the air. And, and God uh, damn it, I stand by. God damn. Well, so. So I have a friend, uh, and I'm going to name check him. His name is Anthony Cunicelli. He teaches uh, Italian over at the Haverford Middle School. Is that so, French? Yeah. Uh, no, he's Italian, and uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful cook. And uh, his daughter and my daughter go to school together, and, and he heard that I don't like lasagna. He said, but you haven't tried mine. Ah. Yeah. And so I went over there a few weeks ago, and he specifically made lasagna because of what he heard on this show. It was damn good lasagna. All right. Now. You don't hate it? He doesn't use the rigot. What does he use? He uses cottage cheese. Um, American cheese. All right, wait, hang on. What's the kind of cheese that Emo's Pizza uses? Provel. Okay, so he uses it was like a Parmel or something like that. Okay, par, interesting. Par, yeah, so Arnold the, Parmel. <laughs> yeah. Is it you don't like the ricotta? I don't too much. So, but it's crazy because I like stuffed shells. Yeah. I just don't those, care. Yeah. You know what I don't like is um sometimes like the burnt edges. Of, I love uh, the burnt edges. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Normally I like burnt burnt stuff. Burnt stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I love burnt flavor. You know, I, I, I do. I love in all forms. If there's a burnt, even spaghetti, if it's oh. uh, the burnt edges of ziti love or cannelloni or oh. any, anything that's on the edge, it's crispy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I just had never really had a lasagna that blew me away. Okay. That one did. All right. I'm happy you're back on the lasagna train. Maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll open up the door. For there's other, one other lasagna, lasagna train. It's germane to this whole issue here, Preston, is that Olive Garden actually has... An exemplary lasagna. Oh, really? Really good. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, now you can watch it bubble in this new <laughs> Yule Log type of uh, video that's eight hours long on YouTube. If you just want to watch baked big pasta cook for a little while. All right. Um, let's see what else I can Welcome find in my recipe book. Is it the holiday edition? Uh, not really. Not Sarah really. No. No. Uh, I have. Uh, I. I can and will. Later on. Yeah, do that uh, for you. I'm going to put the car before the horse. No, I promise you I will do it. But you know what? I'll, I'll do one more kind of seasonal uh, thing. And it's not, it's, it's, there's food involved in this, but it's more of a game. So the classic board game Candyland. Yes. Yeah. Now comes in a milk chocolate edition with 33 game pieces made of chocolate, uh, a paper playing board, and a gold trophy. Huh. And it's been spotted in the seasonal section of Target for $9.99, Kathy. Wow. Okay. See it? Which is what? I, played, I, d- I didn't see a case. I played Hungry Hippos once with meatballs. Uh, <laughs> they'd have to be little itty bitty. Yeah, yeah. Tiny itty bitty meatballs. You like, could do that probably. Franco-American <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. even smaller, but yeah, you're right. 
Uh, so I, that's a great idea, but I wouldn't want it to just be chocolate. I mean, because you had like the gumdrop, uh, you had the molasses swamp, yeah, and yeah. you had the, the gumdrop. Uh, How about cantaloni? What a cantaloni? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, what else was there? There's there's an ice cream section, and you're uh, right. That was actually one of my favorite too. sections. Yeah, but I don't remember exactly. So what. Th- these pieces are are eaten. Uh, are I they actually so. eat, uh, edible? And thirty three so, replace ga- them. Thirty three game pa- pieces made of chocolate. It's only ten bucks. Oh, uh, a paper playing board and a gold trophy. So I, you know what? I yeah, don't because know, know the full details. Traditionally, you didn't eat the cards. No, <laughs> I, I did. I used to. I, I, I used to eat the decks of cards that we'd have. My, right. my mother would smack them out of my mouth. Yeah. Stop uh, it! Well, that could be kind of fun. Game pieces that are edible. If you were to, ha- if you though, you say the Candyland. If mm. you were to apply game pieces, what what do you think would be the better game to have candy pieces attached to? I think chess, obviously, right? Chess. <laughs> so instead of yeah, right. you eat it when you capture it. Exactly. That actually would work pretty well. <laughs> uh, checkers could be. I the was same. thinking the same thing. And yeah. they could be peppermint patties. But then, what do you do if you need to crown? See, in checkers, yeah. you got a crown at the end, so you may, eat them. may need to give that back. You just spit you it just back. back. <laughs> Uh, all right. So anyhow, that was a quick little throw. That was a quick little throw. Kind, well. kind of holiday-ish because you sort can of. buy that as a gift for someone. Uh, New Zealand's national airline says it is uh, trialing edible coffee cups in a bid to reduce the amount of waste on board its plane. Edible coffee cups, and what are they made of? They're made from a vanilla-flavored biscotti huh. and are apparently leak-proof. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I'll believe man. it when I see it, but yeah. that is a cool concept. Yeah. Talked about what? edible spoons before. This is, um... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do make those coffee spoons that are the, the spoon part at the end, not the handle part, but is made of chocolate. Mm. You ever seen oh, those? okay. No. We're looking at something that's that I could see is, okay, um, it, it looks... What, what is it? It's a cookie. It looks like a cookie. Like yeah, a basically. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's made out of... So uh, the airline is New Zealand's airlines are doing this? Scotty, yeah. Air New Zealand. But anyway, yeah. The, you, have you seen the, the spoons that are made of chocolate? No. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, like a, a wooden piece for the stem, and then the, the actual stir part of it is chocolate. And as you stir, it um, dissolves in your coffee oh, and makes like it that. a mocha. Oh. See, done. that's cool. You, you eliminate waste. They're the first yeah. ones that they, they got rid of their vomit bags and use rotisserie chickens. Mm. Okay. Because you, you, you can eat those. Yeah. Into, okay. Uh, Air New Zealand, which serves more than eight million cups of coffee a year, said that it wanted to reduce the amount of waste sent to landfills. Uh, in a statement, Air New Zealand said the uh, coffee cups were being tested in the air and on the ground as part of its efforts to find innovative ways to meet sustainability challenges. Now, this would work for me because I down my coffee in like ten seconds. Right. Now, and you're left shallow inside. My <laughs> wife will let a cup of coffee linger for five hours. So it would probably soak through. Uh, so it might soak <laughs> through. Yeah, Rochelle takes her dear sweet time when it comes to uh, drinking coffee. So he, here's my thing. Coffee. Is that you have an entire hose system running across every seat, which is the airbags that deploy. Yeah. Why not just have a coffee hose that drops down off that same thing? Just and run it just, alongside. Yeah, just suck right out of the straw. <laughs> Yeah. No waste at all. Right, exactly. You just got to clean those things, and that's or they could flush it. You know, exactly, flush, flush the so. system in midair. Yeah, yeah. press. Uh, does your wife often have to microwave her coffee to heat it up? No, my wife does. She, she never really even finishes it. To be honest, oh. so it just kind of lasts for a little while, and eventually she kind of peters out on. It. I mean, this is like after going and buying from a barista, yeah. you know, a well crafted cup of coffee. 
And I'm like, I, it's, it's like candy to me. I suck that stuff down. It's yummy. I, my wife will have super huge cups of tea, and then uh, she'll work it. And then at a certain point, that's why one of the best things I ever got her was one of those stands that reheats, you know, keeps it constantly hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah why she, can I uh, microwave tea and then not coffee? I can't stand microwave coffee. Hmm. But I don't know. About tea it. is much more uh, microwavable. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's just because I microwave the water in the teacup, and then I uh, add the bag. You don't bake your coffee. Try that. Uh, I, maybe I, coffee but, tends to settle a little bit more maybe, in the bottom. I don't know. And I think I think maybe if you have the cream in it, the, the cream yeah, might that's not good curdle or something. I don't yeah. know. How about stir-fry? Stir-fry coffee? Stir fry. <laughs> Are you sure that you can tell the difference? I'm pretty sure I can tell the difference, yeah. Ooh, from, taste from, test. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right? Maybe. Well, we don't have any coffee cups in the kitchen right now. Oh, no, but I, in fact, I just I just had a, uh, I had my Dunkachino in a, in a soup bowl. I kid you not. Did you lay underneath it? You actually it? used it in a soup bowl? Yeah, it's just, it's just, um, some uh, empty Panera bowls, uh, like uh, the, uh, the you know, the soup bowls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so uh, it's kind of like a really wide, shallow right. cup. Right, so I had, to, I kid you not, I was, I had a bowl of coffee. <laughs> You get your little saucer over there. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of adorable. Lean yeah. down and. Where's the that? string he was yeah. playing with? <laughs> there have been uh, a few company emails that have gone out. Uh, About the cups. Imploring uh, the employees here to use reusable cups. But why did we never have this problem before? Why all of a sudden are there Well, because not now we have a cappuccino machine. We have a super mm-hmm. duper machine with Dunkachino and all sorts of different hot chocolate, and it's awesome. I use a mug. Yeah. I've, I'm a coffee mug guy. In fact, um, you know, I've got Casey's face on my coffee you mug. You have the best so. coffee mug ever. It is pretty much the best coffee mug ever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why are you guys not use a mug? Use a mug. Yeah. Everybody bring a mug to work. Yeah. It's easy to work. It's I'll, easy to work. I'll show you how to use it. <laughs> Hang on. So wait, you, wait, you put wait, the wait, handle uh, in your mouth, right? I'll show you. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll put out a memo. Okay. We'll hold a class. I'll show you how Make to work Make a video. It. Cool, like a workshop. Hi, I'm Preston <laughs> Elliott with great new ways to use your coffee mug. <laughs> Everybody's holding theirs upside down. My this mattress that sticks out from the side is Listen. to put your hand on. Yeah. Why this is my coffee not burn your digits? I think most people aren't using coffee mugs because they're embarrassed that they don't know how to use one. It seems so <laughs> yeah. simple. Now, I'll tell you what. Lift the mug to your mouth and tilt it this way. <laughs> Although, the liquid will fall freely into oh, your mouth. Oh, my God. So, last night. Yeah. We went to get a bite to eat. We went, we did an escape room yesterday. And afterwards, we went over to KOP and we went to Shake Shack to eat. Okay. Ah. I kid you not, I spilled something on me five times while we were eating, okay. and I was wearing a white shirt. Oh my God! What would you spill on you? Uh, so Shake? I, I got no. I got a, uh, an Arnold Palmer essentially. Yeah. So, so I'm drinking it, and I guess the lid, it, a lid should keep the liquid in there, right? A lid that is, should. That is even though you're drinking out intent. of a straw. So I, I take the, I take the drink, and I, I just tilt it toward me as I'm drinking. And a deluge of liquid goes onto my shirt. And I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. What? Clean myself off. (laughs) And then I'm just so used to being able to drink something with a lid on without it spilling on me. I did it again. And that was funny. The table got a real kick out of that. (laughs) Right. Okay. So wipe that off. And so, and then I'm eating a French fry. Their crinkle fries are very, very um, crunchy. Yeah. And one was kind of half broken in the middle. So I, I dip it in my ketchup. I bring oh it up to my mouth. Boom. Drops right <laughs> on my shirt. Same spot where I've spilled on twice, mind you. This time it's ketchup on a white shirt. Son of a bitch. Clean it off. Blah, 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 this net. Well, now I need, a, I need to refresh myself. So I take another drink. Oh, my God. And it spilled everywhere on me. I was just, I was this close to standing up. 
and whipping that thing across. <laughs> and, of course, you know, when your children are laughing at you. Right. Mocking you. Yeah, it, it only makes it makes it laugh at you. Oh, Did someone from Shake Shack walk over to your wife and say, I really give you a lot of credit for <laughs> taking him out? That wouldn't have happened if they would have had a mug there because I'm yeah. really good with those. You know those. I know those. Well, you, you did an instructional video on yeah. that. I did. Oh, my God. All right, anyway. Uh, so, where were we? We were talking about... Uh, what was the last story? The coffee mugs. Coffee in, mugs uh, uh, made out of uh, biscotti oh, on yes, uh, yes, New yes, Zealand yes, yes. Airline. Uh, New Zealand Airline. Thank yeah. you very much, Steve. All right, here's a different thing. It's here's a, a different thing. Yeah, a dietitian, Susie Burrell, says that yeah, I know eating... Her banana skin can improve your sleep, improve the appearance of your skin, and even help you drop a few pounds. Ew. Yeah, right? <laughs> I once attempted just because, you know, monkeys do it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> and so I ate... It turns out it's the part that's inside the banana that's the tastier that's part. Yeah. You guys know me. I'll try anything. Right, yeah. No. This is this is stupid. Do you remember uh, the movie K-Pax? Yes, uh, with uh, Kevin yeah. Spacey. And he would eat yeah. the banana peel. I mean, just, I don't know how he did those scenes. Because yeah. he would just bite right into and it. what did he do? Peel and all. Molested people. Yeah. yeah. So there no, you go. I think there's a correlation. No. Pay attention to that movie. He chews it, and all the way up until the part where he's about to swallow. They, they switch? Cut, they, they switch, and they go Okay, yeah. all right. Abrell uh, says eating banana skin and, and increase your will increase your intake of fiber mm. as well as your intake of vitamin B6, vitamin C, potassium, and magnesium. Has this been verified? Not really, but you could take supplements or something like that. But just eating a banana. Really want to help. Sure, but eating a regular banana itself, the banana itself will give you potassium. Yeah. She Why says, do you need to eat the, the, uh, the peel? Okay, she says here you should put the peel in a smoothie, baked goods, or curry. As cooking it will soften it up, making the nutrients easier to absorb. Can you pop a full banana with peel into a smoothie? Will that add nutritional value to it? I don't know. It just sounds so gross. Uh, She adds that bananas with bright yellow skins have a higher uh, proportion of antioxidants. While green-skinned bananas, less ripe, are particularly rich in the amino acid uh, tryptophan, which is linked to sleep quality, by the way. I like green smoothies. I will. Uh, they will have bananas in them. I'll put in a little cantaloni, and Ooh. they're delicious. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, have two, uh, I do like a probiotic. I do a um, on top of uh, yogurt, and then banana, frozen strawberries. Mm. I should throw kale in there. I keep forgetting to get kale. You yeah. should. Kale rocks. I do a kale and spinach. Uh, there's a place uh, on Germantown Juice Room. Shout out! And uh, <laughs> they uh, they do they whip up a mean green uh, smoothie. All I'm right. too lazy to do it myself. One more thing. Oh, uh, one more yeah. thing. Here we go. Hey, and more for the connoisseur. Uh, I missed this. The, he missed this. Uh, no, somebody uh, straight out of the movie Airplane that said, uh, you know, Preston has a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that bit. It's great. He just simply can't physically drink. He would throw it on his yeah. face rather than actually into his mouth. My drinking problem. All right, so this this occurred while we were at Camp Out, and I didn't get a chance to get this, so it's older news, but it's very interesting. Uh, there's a new super sweet variety of apple yeah. called the Cosmic Crisp. And is expected to hit grocery stores uh, actually last week. So I, I haven't been to the store yet to see if it's out. But it how sweet not only is, is it? it not only is it sweet, but it reportedly can last longer than a year in your refrigerator. Well, and I'd still be hard, good. Hard pressed to believe that. Really? Yep. The release comes after two decades of development and Jeez. some three years of planting apple trees. Washington State farmers have exclusive growing rights. 
uh, for one decade for the Cosmic Crisp. Uh, the apple, developed by Washington State University's Fruit Tree Breeding Program and first cultivated in 1997, purports to have a remarkably firm and crisp texture and be surprisingly sweet, making it an excellent eating apple. Is it the, would, do they contend it is the sweetest of the apples? No. Oh. What is the if sweetest so, of the apples? They haven't indicated that here, but it's just supposed to be super sweet. I don't know. It's a good question. I Let's bought see. some Honeycrisp last night. Those, Those are ones are good. Awfully good. Yeah. Well, the, this is a cross between the Enterprise and Honeycrisp apple varieties. Huh. And it was bred to feature naturally higher levels of acidity and sugar, so much so that one can use less sugar while baking with it. So if you need to make a pie, you're not going to need to add as much sugar. Now, Do you think we'll ever still see have sugar in it because it naturally is in there. When they will be able to naturally grow a candied apple? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, though, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be. <laughs> uh, they also say that it's naturally slow to brown when cut huh. and maintains its texture and flavor in storage for more than a year. That's my issue with apples is that you'll buy them and then, you know, you'd like them to last a little bit longer and they're... They get scuzzed up pretty quick. How long do you do you um, give it? Five years. No, no. no I, I mean, will you give it like five days? Oh, a couple days. Yeah. I won't buy any more than six apples at a time. And I figure, you know, worst case scenario, if they go on a day or two, they'll yeah. just go get some more. Some apples are good for like two, three weeks in the fridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Yep. I mean, like if they're they're not going to rot, and they they're so. Um, They've been tinkered with so much genetically over the years that, like this one, yeah. the president's talking about, they've just they're able to last longer. Radiation. Uh, here's a text from Doctor Larry. Oh. Says, "Hey, just got some Cosmic Crisp apples to try yesterday. Uh, they are delicious. I like them better than the Honey Crisp. Have a good hey, day, Larry. Right. Love you guys." And then somebody else texts and says, "Aren't all apples eating apples?" Which is, yeah, I guess so. But some are more for baking. Yeah, um, like crab apples. Crab apples. Y- crab and others apples. are put out to stud. And sometimes uh, the the green ones, the Granny Smiths, are better to cook with than they are to actually just eat. What is usually employed in an apple pie? Uh, apples. What um, kind of apple? Uh, oh, like Granny Smith, the green okay. apples. Usually, right. usually those, yeah. I don't really care for cooked apples. I prefer my apples to be... Kathy hates them cooked. I, I, none of, no cooked fruit, I can't. I love apple pie. Awful. Even if they're, even if it's not hot... If it's been softened, you don't yeah, like it? No, yeah. What about no. pre-chewed by one of your 3,000 relatives? <laughs> oh, God, no. What about banana bread? I'm okay with banana bread. Okay. okay. See, ha. But Found if there were, like, if there's, like, the chunks of the, no. So okay. you don't banana. like, you don't mm. like cobbler? No. Oh, God, no. Oh, like a cherry cobbler? No. Oh, God, that, that what about awful. Um, what about banana pancakes? Uh, Blueberry pancakes. Uh, no, so okay, no. What the about only, butt to mouth? The only time I like <laughs> always any yeah. fruit on the pancakes if it's just the fresh fresh fruit on top, not cooked into the pancake. Okay. Huh. When we were getting ready for Camp Alpha Hunger, we did that taste testing. Matt O'Donnell and Alicia Vitarelli. I bought some things to to have them taste that were holiday related, and uh, one of them was fruit cake. And I'm like, all right, I haven't had fruit cake in God knows how long. I ate a piece of that. Ugh. Uh. Ugh. It's horrible. Though my wife, there is a particular Italian type of fruit cake that apparently makes the most incredible French toast. Okay, really? uh, Nick, perhaps you know. I was watching when I was watching Christmas in Rome on Hallmark Channel with um, Lacey Chabert. Okay. She took the guy, uh, she was a tour guide, and, and apparently it's legendary for employing. So apparently fruit cake in general when used... For French toast is incredible. Okay. All right. I'm, I might be game I don't for that. Think Maybe. Hallmark would lie. But it's got to have a lot less 
of that whatever spices they that's use. Panettone. Panettone. Yeah. That's the that's the fruit cake. That's what they say. We use it. You know, we make it a French toast. They said delicious. Okay. Uh, by the way, the uh, and we got to wrap it up here. Um, the name Cosmic Crisp for the apple. Uh, stems from the tiny bright dots on the apple's otherwise darker red skin. Mm-hmm. And the taster said the flex reminded them of outer space and the cosmos. So they call it the cosmic. They were smoking weed. <laughs> there you go. All right, so connoisseur, that's all I got, friends. Just thought I'd... Uh, that's all for the connoisseur right now. When next we return, it'll be a holiday edition, possibly. Yeah, I think I can do that. I'll, uh, I'll dig up some stories for you. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back in just a moment. And uh, we're going to take another run of the Bizarre Files. I've still got some great stories to show with you. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. It's new and approved. Fun for the whole family. New packaging, same great taste. Okay, okay. It's t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, coffee mugs, and much, much more. But with the MMR attitude, you've come to love. Plus lots of the funny shit Preston and Steve say. In fact, all the DJs are represented. Just search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them, and for a limited time, free shipping with the online code valid through December 15th on most items. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Let's take another shot at the B5. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, uh, the store. Oh, wait a minute. Huh? The B file is brought to you by uh, Star Restaurants. This holiday season, give a gift that everyone on your list will love. Star Restaurants gift cards, and they're good at thirty-nine delicious destinations, including Budokan, Elvez, the Love, and Park. Pick one up today, or visit StarGiftCards.com. That's S T A R R GiftCards.com. I have this story in the bizarre file simply for the name of this gentleman alone. It's not necessarily about what he did. It's what his parents decided to name him. A man wanted by police in several counties for allegedly stiffing people for automobiles he did not deliver was apprehended. Richard Dick was arrested on larceny charges after he allegedly skipped out on his parole officer. Dick Dick. His name is Dick Dick. Oh, my God. Dick Dick. He was driven to crime. I was dri- I was thinking the same thing, He's been Steve. abused all his life. Dick is accused Dick, Dick. Double D. of accepting $15,700 from a car buyer on the promise that Dick would sell the buyer uh, previously owned vehicles. Now, Dick Dick told the potential buyer that he the repairs and sells uh, repossessed vehicles uh, from their state of Florida. That, that's what he does, yeah. Dick Dick? After Table re- for Dick? After receiving the money, Dick Dick did not produce the vehicles. Dick Dick also gave the false name of Richard Gagnon uh, to the prospective buyer. Gagnon on, on Dick. Oh, Dick. my God. Gagnon. Uh, police accused Dick Dick of uh, asking the alleged victim to invest in a scheme to buy and sell cars. The alleged uh-huh. victim handed over a large down payment of several thousand dollars, and then Dick Dick took off. What a dick. Uh, police officer spotted and pulled over, and uh, Dick Dick was taken to custody without incident. They must have thought the license was a joke. Richard Dick, come on, man. That's just cruel. They had to have known. All right, this story, uh, we saw the video last week at the camp out. I didn't get a chance to re- bring this up uh, on the B-file here. But uh, Utah, in Utah, a video shows a man 
playing a trumpet while he's behind the wheel <laughs> with both hands on the instrument and both eyes looking at the sheet music in his lap with the car speeding forward the entire time. Head down, right. both hands on no. the instrument. It's, I don't know how this guy you was know, driving. I never noticed, though, was it a Tesla or not? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, The uh, Utah Department of Transit and local law enforcement are using it as a reminder to people to keep their eyes on the road and hands on the wheel. Uh, The video was taken in November, but other people have said that this may not be the first time this guy's done this. It's unclear how long he had been playing the instrument uh, before he was filmed in the particular video. You know, it's been a while since we've had uh, somebody in a car doing something ridiculous around here. Yeah, it has Last dude was the, uh, the cheese dude. Yep. And uh, now we got the trumpet guy in Utah. Police have charged a Florida man with battery after reportedly punched another customer in the checkout line at Walmart. Florida man, Florida man. This is this has got all the Florida man things you need in it. Perfect. According to police, 69-year-old Henry Harvey became angry over customers ahead of him in line because they were taking too long at the register. In an argument, Harvey punched the man in the face. Uh, officers later located Harvey at his home and arrested him. The victim was not seriously injured. But you he, can't come on my property. Yep, that's what he did. And he decided a punch in the face was the best way to solve that particular issue. <laughs> can't you order stuff from Walmart online? At Walmart in Florida. Yes, you can. <laughs> Well, uh, this guy made this place a Methodist church. Oh. A main man has been charged with turning a kid's playroom and a Methodist church into a meth lab. You're my main man. Matthew Anderson was busted after officials at Buxton United Methodist Church alerted police on Thursday to suspicious activity inside an upstairs playroom at the House of Worship. Mm. Officers then called in the Drug Enforcement Agency after finding items that are consistent with the manufacturing process of methamphetamine. Anderson was charged with unlawful operation of a methamphetamine lab. Uh, unlawful operation of a methamphetamine? Yeah, there are lawful oh, meth okay. labs. Uh, you just have to get a license and pay a $25 fee. Uh, he was being held in the county jail after failing to post a $50,000 bond. Would this story have even made it if it was a Presbyterian church? Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a wildlife conservationist was attacked and injured after by several of her own tigers during Ooh. an event at a wildlife sanctuary in Southern California. Uh, Patty Perry, founder... Uh, I love you, Patty Perry. <laughs> Patty Perry. California uh, ghost. Founder of Wildlife Environmental Conservation. Uh, the She suffered puncture wounds and several cuts after at least two of the tigers attacked her during a special event for donors. Well, she could have been dead. Uh, they began to play with her, uh-huh. and the Bengal took both paws and wrapped them around her legs. Just like they played with Roy. Uh, she fell on the ground, and another tiger jumped on her and began to pull on her before they got her out, and she got some lacerations. So, essentially, she was a toy yeah. for these two tigers. Uh, this is according to her friend, Attorney Michael Bradbury. Uh, witnesses so suing the tigers? No. Witnesses, oh. including several members of the fire department, rushed to her aid during the attack. Um, he said, Bradbury said, a lot of people, I'm sure, saw uh, saw it, were horrified, thinking the worst. She said that it was obvious they were playing with her <laughs> because they do love her. She raised them from babies. Uh, Perry has 50 animals at the facility, including zebras, birds, and leopards. 
Uh, Bradbury said the animal control uh, animal control is aware of the incident, uh, but does not expect anything to happen. He said it's never happened before. Uh, she's been with those tigers on hundreds and hundreds of occasions and gone through the same kind of routine virtually daily. So it was just, uh, you know, they're big. and um, They're incredibly strong, and they uh-huh. don't know their strength. And uh, playing for a tiger can be life-threatening for a human. Most definitely. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File at this point for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll test your knowledge of today's program. How long have you been listening? We're going to ask a lesson question. We'll also get into the trash, and i got a bunch of music news stories to pass along to you. Coming back in a few. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yeah, we're in that in between. Yep, it's not. It's not even officially winter yet. No, I mean that's uh, what. What is the 21st? first day of this year? Is it the twenty and twenty first? I know it's yeah. right around that time. Uh, but uh, the good thing is the uh, it'll be the shortest day of the year, and we are headed in the right direction. I love that. Yep, yeah, me too. Uh, so let's see. Saturday winter in the northern hemisphere dis- uh, starts on December twenty first and ends on Thursday, March nineteenth of twenty twenty. Chuck's birthday, twenty first. Is it? That's mm-hmm. why they set it's it up my that way. Sister's birthday. Too. Really? Yeah. My friend Dave's birthday too. It's Reggie's birthday. It's Reggie. Who's Reggie? My, one of my friends from growing up. Well, happy birthday! I Reggie. was wrong. It's actually my friend Mike's birthday. Oh, huh. Reggie's birthday's on the seventeenth. Don't tell Reggie you screwed it up. I yeah, will. Be so sad. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away. What do we got here? A pair of tickets as MMR rocks. Motley Crue and Def Leppard with special guest Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. It's a good show. Saturday, August 15th at Citizens Bank Park. Now, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. There is a pre-sale this Thursday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. While supplies last, you got to use the password radio, by the way. So the lesson question today, and we're going to give away a pair of those tickets if you can tell me who is Mr. Hooper's shovel buddy, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> All right, who was Mr. Hooper's shovel buddy? You had to have heard it earlier on the show this morning in order to know the answer to this question. And if you get through and I go to you and you got the right answer, we're going to set you up with those tickets. So call right now. We're going to do the trash while we're waiting. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Patient First. Another Patient First difference. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Henry Thomas, who played Elliot in E.T., reportedly tried to tamper with his urine specimen after being picked up for a DUI. Arresting officers apparently caught Thomas trying to pass off an E.T. finger prop as his penis. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Richard Grieco of 21 Jump Street and Booker was arrested for being too drunk to board a flight from Texas to Pennsylvania. Police say Greco reeked of booze and of living in the past. (laughs) Bulgarian Stoyanka Mutavova, one of the world's oldest working actresses, has died at the age of 97. Mutavova, who began performing in 1945, could recently be seen in movies playing roles as diverse as a decomposing corpse and a platter of deli meat. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trend. All righty, we'll see if uh, we can indeed find the answer to today's lesson question. 
Who was Mr. Hooper's shovel buddy? That is the question. And I will go to Doug, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Doug, good morning, sir. Good morning, Preston. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Doug. So do you know who Mr. Hooper's shovel buddy was? It was Big Bird. Big Bird, that is correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct, sir. No way. All right, hang on the line, Doug. We're going to get your information. And we are going to give you a bear a, watch. No, we've. Man, we should get a bear watch. Bear watch. <laughs> uh, no, we are not going to give you a bear watch. Bear watch. We are going to give a pair of tickets to MMR Rocks, Motley Crew, and Def Leppard to a special guest, Poison and Joan Jett, and the Blackheart Saturday, August 15th, Citizens Bank Park. Tickets on sale uh, this Friday, 10 a.m., Ticketmaster.com. Pre sale Thursday. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last, and the password is radio, by the way. Ho mama! Yeah, ho mama. Uh, Before we get to uh, music news, there's another piece of audio, because I I forgot, you know, that we have these Bear Watch clips and all that. We have this kid who uh, is upset or complaining about uh, the Eagle season. Yeah, it's a made... A seven-year-old's a girl, right? A little girl. She's adorable. She has no front teeth, obviously. You know, girls are the little kids at that age, you know, missing teeth right and left. Uh, but she did the deal, and it's made national press. I think GMA played it this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Kat, do you hear this? I, is this a, from a few weeks ago? I think it's it just it just broke, so I think it's uh, you know in anticipation of the game of, tonight. A couple of weeks ago, of a little girl who was upset about them losing. This might be it. Here, here we go. Today, I'm going to be talking about football and and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They are stinking this season. Not like a couple years ago, they're dropping balls, they're catching the balls, and then they're dropping them. They're not making so much touchdowns, and also they need to fix that. And how they can fix that is they can go over next time and play like that they mean it. And this time I don't really think that they mean it. This time I think that they're like playing soft and let them win. But I don't want that to happen. I want them to make it to the championship a couple years ago in 2017. Oh, my God. Play it like they mean it. (laughs) Like they mean it. I Uh, love it. This is not the same one that I saw. This is different. Okay. All right. Anybody know if this gal's local or if she's just a football fan? I think she is, yeah. Or is she just a football fan and and is weighing in on the NFL? There's not much specifically about the the girl herself. That's adorable. I love it. (laughs) I love the little kids with the missing teeth. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh, yeah. All right. uh, Music news. Here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Whether you're watching the game or hosting friends over the holidays, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Check out their gift card extravaganza promotion at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a Primo. Let's start with this. Metallica and Guns N' Roses are among the world's top earning musicians of this year, according to the annual Forbes list of the year's 40 highest paid musical artist. Uh, Metallica earned $68.5 million in uh, 2019, landing the group at number 10 on the list. Uh, they were the only hard rock act to make the top 10 and the only one of two to make the entire list with Guns N' Roses taking in $44 million in the number 25 spot. Topping the list was Taylor Swift, who collected $185 million wow. in the past year alone. $185 million for performing, for concerts, or just in song royalties and everything? It says uh, top-earning musicians. Right. Okay, so probably for everything. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of the top ten between her and Metallica include Kanye West, Ed Sheeran, 
The Eagles, Elton John, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Drake, and Diddy. Running out Diddy, of man. Uh, to determine its rankings, Forbes considered income from touring, music, and outside business ventures uh, with the help of Polestar, Nielsen Music, and interviews with industry insiders, including many of the stars themselves. Does Taylor Swift have a main role in the Cats movie, or is she a secondary character? I have no idea. Yeah. Who was that again? Sorry. Taylor Swift. She's um, in the, the movie Cats. Is she? Cats. Yeah. I didn't know She's that. all catted up. She's a big cat person. Mm. Um, so uh, they have uh, uh, it does not include. By the way, Forbes list uh, measures pre-tax earnings and does not deduct fees for agents, managers, or lawyers. Blink One Eighty Two has released "Not Another Christmas Song," accompanied by an official claymation video that follows the band through Santa's workshop and chaos ensues. Blink last released a holiday track. Uh, I won't be home for Christmas in two thousand one. So they've got this one out called "Not Another Christmas Song." Weezer has recorded a cover of the song Lost in the Woods from Frozen 2, a tune done in the style of an 80s power ballad in which Kristoff worries whether he and Anna are growing apart. Is it a good song? Uh, I only heard it the one time in the theater, and, you know, I'd have to warm up to it. It didn't blow me away in the movie, but it was, you know, they're all good. Uh, Weezer has even a shot, has even shot a video recreating the scene from the movie with Rivers Cuomo playing Kristoff and Kristen Bell is playing Anna in it. We're looking at a video clip of it right now. That's great. I love that they're doing that. So um, they still continue to have some fun with uh, playing uh, playing around with songs. I want to see the movie. Ozzy Osbourne is offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or people responsible for stealing music gear that once belonged to his late legendary guitarist, Randy Rhodes. According to a message on Ozzy's Facebook post, uh, the Mazonia School of Music in North Hollywood, California, where Rhodes learned how to play guitar and later taught students how to play, was viciously robbed on Thanksgiving. The message stated the items that were stolen, including Randy's first electric guitar, are irreplaceable to the Rhodes family. I'm heartbroken that these treasured physical memories of Randy and Dolores, who is Rhodes' mom, late mother, uh, have been taken from the family. So I've decided to personally offer a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction and or return of all the stolen items. Uh, The school was founded in 1948 and run by Dolores Rhodes, who died in November of 2015 at the age of 95, Run today by Dolores' son, Kelly Rhodes. Uh, Mazonia continues to teach local students of all ages piano, drums, and guitar, while also serving as a Randy Rhodes museum. Ozzy spoke eloquently about uh, Randy Rhodes. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, uh, 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 yeah, well, I'm, I'm not fantastic, you know. I mean, I, I mean, the guy six months after that, that song, it just like, I He's hurting. Yeah. Wow. Clearly. You can hear it. You can hear the pain in his voice. <laughs> By the way, Randy Rhodes was amazing. That Legendary. Dude, that dude was before his time. He was an incredible guitarist. Uh, then one last story. Foo Fighters have dropped another surprise EP. The new set titled 01999925 is a collection of five songs that includes a Pink Floyd cover, live performances, and B-sides, largely from the There Is Nothing Left to Lose era of in 1999. Era. What's the Pink Floyd uh, cover? 
It is Have a Cigar. Oh. Uh, it's the latest in a string of EPs the band have released throughout 2019. It opens with a cover of the Obsessed Iron and Stone, followed by Have a Cigar. Uh, the third is uh, an original called Make a Bet, and all three cuts were first released in 1999 on the Learn to Fly single. Is this it? This is uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, is this uh, Have I, a Cigar? They have covered it before. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, the last two songs, Ain't It the Life and Floating, are live performances from a studio session in the Netherlands in 1999. So this is probably the same version that's on the CP because they've been taking some stuff from here and there and putting it together in these little collections. So, All right. And that's music news for you. There you go. For you this morning. By the way, Steve, follow up on the girl, uh, the Eagles fan girl. Yeah. Jenny lives in Atlanta. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I feel betrayed by this. Little uh, girl. Her family moved there from New Jersey 13 years ago, so well before she oh, was born. All right, all right. Uh, but uh, so they, they might have a connection to the area. And there you Maybe go. she's related to Kathy. <laughs> Pretty she much lives in Florida? Is. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to give away some beer. I have a um, case of Yards Variety Pack. Set you up with. Holidays are here, and it's time to get together with those you love or don't. Bring cheer, bring beer. Uh, bring your Yards Variety Pack. Call number 18-215-263-WMMR. We're going to take care of you. Find Yards Brewing Company's beers at Tin Can Bar in Port Richmond. Call her 18. you got to be at least 21. Take care of you. Coming back in just a moment later today. Word of the week as we wrap up. Stay with us. From the Preston and Steve Show and all of us at WMMR, thank you to each and every one of you who lent a hand to create another beyond successful Camp Out for Hunger. Thanks for every donation, large and small, benefiting our neighbors in need. And thanks for every hour volunteered loading and unloading food donations. Tune in tomorrow morning when Preston and Steve reveal this year's totals. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Back into the fray, but here in our studios, back home, nice uh, climate-controlled, enjoyable indoors, in solid doors. Yes, solid doors. We're going to have a, a lengthy, uh, uh, you know, reveal tomorrow with uh, all that stuff. But uh, I'll say this: um, our voices held up pretty well. A little scratchy here and there, yeah. but not bad at all. Not bad. Yeah, yeah and, very uh, and you know, amazing stuff that goes on there. Yep, we'll uh, we'll get to the totals and all that good stuff tomorrow morning. That will happen. Uh, no guests on the program today, so nobody to really thank. But uh, we can thank the gentleman that's moving in now for uh, our last second guest of the show, uh, Mr. Pierre Robert, and thank him for all his support. My good day. Week. How you doing, ma'am? What a week, man! What yeah, a, week. It was a hell of a week. Um, does it seem surreal to be back here in the studio? It does. Yeah. You become aware that um, uh, two days. Is- <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, uh, not a wealth of time to recuperate, but uh, good, you know? I uh, could the energy's see you guys here. taking a few days, like the following Monday and Tuesday next year, just to... No, like, but we got to be in Pottstown tomorrow, man. We're doing an appearance at that's the right, Xfinity you're going to Pottstown. Yes, we are. Food truck. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about the Pottstown. Uh, that's, that's an important Duda. thing. And Duda. And Duda. We, we have a couple of, actually, appearances this week. Then on... Uh, Thursday, I think it is, we're going by, we're going to officially thank the gang at Campbell Soup. So we're going to their oh, headquarters 
and spend some time with them over there because they were they were wonderful this year. Ex- yeah, Xfinity and, so. and Campbell's, and amongst many other companies. I'll tell you what, we also were putting together the uh, the Christmas miracle. So there's a lot oh of lot left to do. When is that? The nineteenth. Okay, so a week from this Thursday. Oh my God! <laughs> so, um, couple of questions. One, so Campbell's soup allows you to do the. Um, to use the logo to yes. the, the famous uh, red and white soup can. What? Wh- how did Andy Warhol use that in those famous things? Did he ever get permission? Did he just do it's that? It's art, so he, he would he wouldn't legally he wouldn't be bound to have to. You know, he was simply doing an artistic yeah, take on it. So but he was profiting on those. You know, on those I would assume prints. he sold those. Things. Oh yes, he definitely yeah. did. Yeah. And buying one of them now is quite expensive. I wonder what they're just th- curious. Yeah, legally, I I think that might be out of the realm, but possibly who knows? Or okay. maybe he was one of the chefs at Campbell's for a while. Okay. <laughs> he came up with minestrone. Maybe tomato was his thing. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, my second question is what. Uh, time will um, the Phil Abundance folks, I assume, be in to tell us uh, about I don't know. The... Uh, I don't know if we'll have them on, or I, th- I think we might be handling all the information. We ourselves. do it better. Okay. Okay. We love them, but we okay. uh, we do radio. I understand. Yeah, there, there was yeah. one year, and I forgot who we had on. It was like, oh, well, you guys raised a Yeah, I remember her. It was she, like, they, oh, uh, did you just say a million pounds? She's or working for the electric company now, trying to, <laughs> trying to give her a jolt. We're like, yeah, well, you we'll did really. You really did good, huh? Thank you guys so much for like, 20 million pounds. Well, listen, uh, we wanted to be excited because we sell this, uh, you know, these totals with the people who made it happen, the people that came out and donated, and we wanted to, we wanted a big thank you to everybody involved, so you got to make it a little exciting. Well, so, yes, absolutely. We, have you ever noticed we kind of overdo it a little bit on something, so that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> that's part of the deal. We sell the sizzle, uh, but in this case, uh, you know, again, I have a lot of good feelings about all this stuff. And uh, and you and people deserve to know that their efforts meant something. Well, and everybody's did. As I said again on Friday, not just you know certainly those giant corporations and companies are are so critical to to the volume and the help. But though the individual, as you mentioned, Steve, if you gave one can of food, I mean, you know, or one dollar, or even thought about it, or maybe you'll do it next year, or maybe you'll do something in your community, you, you've been inspired. Hey, oh, by yeah. the way, we did we did thank the volunteers on the air, right? Yes, I believe you I did. think I did a lengthy thank you. I got an email from somebody who just chastised us up and down, and I'm All like, right. I'm too tired to even write back. <laughs> do you have to? to people to, have to, to, to understand. To Let me come to your defense here, because people have to understand. There's almost no way of understanding how many how many moving parts there are to that production. There are so many moving parts and so many you know wheels turning, and uh, these guys do everything they possibly can do to acknowledge all the different pieces of that amazing, phenomenally complicated and more complicated every year puzzle. Um, and you did thank the volunteers because I remember That's hearing old. it, but. Occasionally, something slips. Sure, uh, and so um, it. Please don't ever think that they don't care. They g- take care so damn much. But there's a psychology to someone who has to look for something to to complain about. And 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 honestly, if you don't know that, I think anyone within a grasp of of the context and the sanity knows there's so many moving parts to this. If anything is done in this, and I described it as a maelstrom of activity, it was not ever done as a slight. Right. It all means something. But but it, it is so huge, and with that comes the possibility, as we say at the beginning of the week, 
if you aren't mentioned, it doesn't mean you're not loved and, and that it doesn't mean everything for you. And we know that everyone involved who participates in it is, is, is participating for the best of reasons. You know, it, it's it's not, you know, uh, so, so that's all good. But sometimes it does happen, as you said. And that's that's just part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, trees through the forest, you know, look, look yeah. at the bigger picture and what, what right. is accomplished during the yeah. week. Uh, by the way, uh, Pierre, uh, I, that was an interesting question about Andy Warhol and, and Campbell. So I looked it up and in 1966, they came to an agreement and uh, Campbell's was just appreciative of the art as Andy was and able to sell it. Huh. Uh, and so they, they came to an agreement and it benefited both brands. Wow. So Campbell's was cool with it as well. So okay. we are the first since Andy Warhol. Okay. I'm thinking yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, there's only one person um, that, you know, clearly uh, you didn't acknowledge very much and because he didn't really do much of a very good job, which is Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hi, Rodney. Uh, I see him through the window. All right. Uh, nice. Just All a right, little well, jokey wokey. We got to get a letter from you. You ready, man? Yes. Here it is. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. B is in big. B as in big or B, hold on. I didn't know it was going to be. B as in. Bear watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have Kathy's holiday gift giveaway. And Kathy loves shopping so much that she just did your holiday shopping for you. Something for everyone with over $1,000 in prizes. There is, I'll, I'll rattle off just a handful of these things if you want, Kath. So, yeah. Uh, the, fam- the family four-pack of tickets to Happy Place. Frozen 2 Playdate, Sven and Anna and Elsa costumes and boots. Whoa! Uh, an Extreme Dozer, the black leather cross body bag with interchangeable straps from Flirt Boutique in Bluebell. Uh, the Rainbow Butterfly Unicorn Kitty Nine Live Surprise. <laughs> Listen, if you have kids, you know what all these mean. What's a Zach? So, Z-A-K. It's our imaging director. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the hatchet throwing. This is like basically the safer version. It has su- suction suction cups on the end of it. And you can throw it at like uh, you know like a, a door or something like that, a sliding okay. door. All right. Well, there's a whole there's a gigantic uh, list of stuff. It's over a thousand dollars worth, and you can win that. We will give that away on Friday. You'll need today's letter, and of course, uh, keep track of that. Uh, what's up on the program today, sir? Uh, we will have workforce blocks of the doors, uh, also of John Lennon in uh, honor of his passing, which was yesterday, and uh, much more. All right, excellent. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by HERS, the official chip of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport and Wilmington University. Experience the WilmU difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Tomorrow on the program, like we said, recapping, getting the totals, camp out for hunger, and uh, anything else that we can find ourselves. Oh, Christmas Miracle Passes. Whoa. We'll do more of those tomorrow. We'll really kind of step it up and put that into high gear and get you ready for our next big event. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day and we will see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. No way. Yeah, way. (laughs) (laughs) The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Little hint on the weather. If you're absolutely afraid to drive in it, comma, stay the f*** home. Next message. Nothing warms my heart than the camp out for hunger. Nothing warms my heart even more than seeing Nick's bare ass. Next message. School buses are the devil. I'm just saying. Seriously, do you have to stop at every railroad crossing? You can see a country mile. Turn left, turn right, keep going. What? F them.
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 